Okay, guys, we're doing a live unboxing here. <laughs> live unboxing. <laughs> we're YouTube stars. Oh, hey, Pierce Hilton for men. Fragrance. Alex is always saying. Yeah, exactly. Alex is always saying, I wish that you used fragrances, and maybe yeah. I have been. Uh, no one knows because she has no sense of smell. I was going to say, uh, Alex really just likes the idea of you having a signature <laughs> smell that she can't smell. And now, <laughs> Travis. Travis, can you uh, can you pull it out? Give it a spray. Let us know what it smells like. Alex, let us know what it feels like for you, vibe wise, without the ability to smell it. I can't wait to I can't wait to wear this to the cattle decapitation show tonight that I'm going to. That's what you're doing on that your birthday. That would be the what? single best place for somebody to recognize the smell. Be like, are you yes. wearing Paris oh, Hilton you, for is men? That Paris for men? Yeah, it's the decibel tour. They're with uh, 200 stab wounds. The Cleveland <laughs> Cleveland icons. 200 stab wounds uh, I, under I'm my I'm going nutsack. to assume this will smell terrible. Oh, of course. Absolutely. It may or may not. I don't know. A nice bottle with this sort of wavy pattern on it. That looks like a Voss water lot. bottle. That is a yeah. lot of a fragrance. That is a lot of a fragrance. <laughs> the second ingredient is just fragrance. Yeah, no, that's, 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 <laughs> that makes sense to it's me. Just, so the first ingredient is yeah, alcohol. Where do I where don't, do I spray, don't spray it right in your own face? Walk through it, ideally. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah just myself <laughs> right up the nose. <laughs> spray that spray that cologne right up the nose. Okay, All so right. if you want the actual uh, answer to that, the best usually uh, no 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 don't rub them against each other. Um, it's, you want you want to do the wrists and maybe the neck. I like the chest. Uh, the chest. It's uh, you know you want to be double pitched to be discovered, But what? Paris Hilton. Uh, ingredients: alcohol, in that fragrance. It's supposed to smell like water, Paris, butylphenyl. Men, 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 you're not going to smell broken. Limonene, hexosinamol, yeah, coumarin, like benzyl benzoate, or an air. Listen, you're not going to get any answers right. from me. Like Should I spray one on a wrist? Should I spray one on a wrist? Yeah, yeah, just what, one little spritz on the spritz on the we wrist. We just want to know what it <laughs> yeah. smells like. I mean, not that different from Axe, frankly. <laughs> like, oh, it's oh, just a, a damning review. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like chemicals. Yeah, like there's. Oh well. Well, uh, it gets a little more pleasant after after that, but after yeah, well, no, I'm not great you at. You shoved your nose right up into your wrist. I was yeah. like, you were like. I'm not great at describing a scent. And I have to do it frequently because Alex is always like, oh, well, what does that smell like? Which is like if I had to explain what the color red is to a blind person, so I don't know what to actually do. <laughs> like, I can compare it to other things, but it's just that is a fascinating, like either. fascinating relationship. That <laughs> <laughs> she describe. has no sense of smell? But she has a sense. Does she? Ha she tastes things. She has taste buds. Yeah. Yeah, but her sense of taste is probably a bit suppressed. It's all. Yeah, it's, of course. It's a lot suppressed. She eats some really jacked up combos of shit, dude. The yeah, so she's put like an insane good. amount of pepper on stuff. Sun pop. Sun pop. <laughs> yeah, well, sun, sun pop. pop's just obviously we all like and enjoy What's Target's sun pop? $7 wine. It's, uh, uh, it was... it's, it's juice that's alcoholic that Target sells. Oh. Juice is a little strong. It's liquid candy. That's, dis that's disingenuous to candy. A good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sun Pop was the uh, the wine that Alex and Travis brought to Wine Night. Yeah, where I think that was for the American wines theme. Yes, it was the American wine theme. <laughs> I mean, a and perfect pick review, for the American wine theme. Yeah, 
Well, my review was to look at Alex and go, it's very clear you don't have a sense of smell. <laughs> While Travis was like, guys, I kind of like this one. And we started I don't to mind the peach one. The one that was really fucked up was like green apple or whatever. Green apple. Was, uh, and there then was the like tropical. Oh, it was caramel it, yeah. apple. It was worse. <laughs> It oh, was caramel yeah, apple that was weird. and tropical. It and tasted it was, we like had it where we, how Bed we Bath & Beyond t- smells. Or uh, Bath & Body Works. That's what I meant. Bath & Body Works. Same thing. They were in the same Whatever. complex in Solon, Ohio. I literally yeah, have no I, idea what the difference of those places is. Be, well, Bed Bath um, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond smelled. and uh, that, that was the tropic one. While um, uh, What is the other one? Bath & Body Works. I, Bed, Bath & Body Works. Bath, no, that's... Yeah, um, that Bed Bath one and Beyond is, uh, is the one where if you go toward the back, you can get a remote that stops time from Christopher Walken, <laughs> and then you can use it to slowly <laughs> destroy your, your life. To Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> as you know, to the beginning and the end of the world. As you know, the podcast dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence, which is why we are here today to talk about a three-season run television program about a dead girl named Laura who's at the heart of a conspiracy <laughs> concerning powerful, mystical, otherworldly forces and involves a <laughs> cast member of the X-Files. But it's not that show that you're thinking of. That's right. I'm Ian Benson, the American incarnation what show of Hermes. What are you trying to get people to think of? Are you kidding Joining me, me as always, <laughs> we have Matt... Oh, Cyrus Siani. <laughs> Howdy. Stephen Hanuman Doughton. Oh, sure. Why not the monkey one? And the podcast's little birthday boy, Travis <laughs> Hephaestus Marmon. That's me. I'm always uh, using my hammer. Also, he does appear on the show, but is Vulcan in this case. Uh, by the way, Stephen, the, th- the program that I was describing that you don't realize? Was it The X-Files? No. <laughs> it was a show you once had tattooed on your body. You're going to feel like a damn idiot when, when you listen back to the back to the tape. I, I'm sure that I will, which happens most times to listen to our podcast. What's your favorite uh, TV um, show? I just directly said it to no, Stephen. No, I already, and, I already, oh, know, okay. I already oh. know what TV show it is now. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, David Duchovny plays Denise. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? I just did, couldn't, f- I couldn't remember. Person. That was the piece of it where I was like, what mm. is the... Anyway. I had that revelation, and that's why I like wrote everything down. And when I was sitting on the bus, and I was worried that I was going to be running late, I was like, I could send a message that says, start without me, but I really want to do this intro I wrote down. Because yeah. I felt <laughs> so clever. You did say Laura. That was a clever intro. And I'm glad that... Uh, I can I I think my job as the layperson of the podcast so that these bits get explained when people don't like because like is everyone gonna know that's Twin Peaks? No. Are most people who love Twin Peaks gonna know that's Twin Peaks? Yes. But, Are you a you person know, who loves Twin Peaks but right. didn't know it was Twin Peaks? Correct. Look, there's always a middle of the Venn diagram or an outside of the Venn diagram where you're in none of the circles, or. You, I guess maybe you can be in both circles, but not the middle. Does that make sense? Venn diagrams aren't for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's love true. the way those circles interact. 
Uh, the conjunction of the spheres. Are, am I am I right, folks? Uh, Is he right? You guys ready to kill some fucking brain cells? That's Dude. right. This week we're talking. We're continuing God's June. God's June, <laughs> guys. Do you know who would have loved June this of show? the gods? Who would have loved this uh, show? The stupidest person on earth. What? Me at I loved 12? the first season of this show when I was uh, <laughs> yeah I I uh, hey guys I like watching this television program oh it was you a blast but I do I got so much fucking stupider watching this this television program by the way is of course American Gods the three season stars adaptation of the Neil Gaiman novel of the same name created uh, and developed for television by Brian Fuller and Michael Green it starred. Ricky Whittle and Emily Browning and Ian McShane and Orlando Jones and a bunch of other people that actually I had a few moments where I got annoyed when another prominent person would appear for a moment and I was like, at some point my brain will reach a maximum amount of people who could potentially be in there that I will recognize as all stars. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. The main thing that no. matters. Ian is has that Ian an McShane unlimited capacity this for this. And Ian, they really let Ian McShane cook on this show, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's hey. what you do when you hire Ian McShane, yeah. a man who could read the phone book, and it'd be like, uh-huh, wow. That's why Incredible this show is stuff. good. <laughs> is because yeah. when I watched that first episode, and they're like, and we're just going to, uh, the script just probably said, uh, Ian does some stuff here. Yeah. And boy. He really does. I, he, I've, he definitely, he definitely kind of steals the show uh, in the first episode there. I don't, he I don't is know the if show. Stealing. I don't, yeah, yeah, they I gave say, it to I him. <laughs> I, think, I think if it's handed to him, he... he uh, I mean, technically, Shadow Moon is the like audience surrogate slash protagonist. Can we no just, one cares. Can we no one cares. Can we Show it Ricky Whittle. Fucking He's there to be hot and be the audience surrogate. And then or he gets really the weird looking two at the end. He gets the Spider-Man 3 haircut. And then yeah. does, does I don't, so well don't want to <laughs> say anything about the hair. I, I do want to say that there were a number of moments watching Ricky Whittle move where I thought to myself, how is this man shaped like this? <laughs> like, I have that thought about people all the time. Dude. When Betty Gilpin just starts hitting him, and it is like <laughs> it's like punching a wall. Yeah, who was that? Uh, who was that guy who was CGI'd into Ted Lasso? Oh, they thought Brett Goldstein was CGI'd into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I think I realized what why everyone had that that conspiracy that Brett Goldstein was being CGI'd into Ted Lasso. It's because a bunch of Ted Lasso is against a green screen for some reason. It is a really bad looking show. Like I mean, I, I, run, I've even only seen screenshots of the guy looking like a video game cutscene. So I think I think people were put, think they thought they were putting Brett Goldstein in something, but it was they were putting a weird background behind Brett Goldstein. I think yeah, that's what was yeah. really going on. Gosh, I really enjoyed the first season of that show, and then I, and then it, I didn't anymore. We just finished the last one. It was one of the worst seasons of television I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about. We, as I already said, we are talking about gods. American gods. It's it's apparently godly. I don't know. Is this June? Okay. June Juno. <laughs> the gods. <laughs> He's Juno's god. Woo! Do you guys, I feel like this show really pointed out to me. It illustrated better than most things just how bad CGI actually looks. And it's insane especially, how dominant it is, especially in TV. Yeah, like in movies, it's, it's it can wild look okay. that they in use TV, it. TV, it looks terrible. Uh, for the for you guys, um, the Grease television program. As we talk about CGI, this is just a fun little anecdote. 
an actor on the Grease prequel series Rise of the Pink Ladies left after seven episodes. There are ten episodes in the season. Instead of writing his character out, they tried to CGI the character's face. See if you can spot it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so, it's cool that they just, they're Blade Trinity-ing an entire show, or three episodes of a show. Yeah, I, uh, I thought that was amazing. And so when we say that television has bad CGI, just always keep that in the back of your brain. Matt cannot yeah. hold it together. <laughs> like, it was re- it's a really Every good show one. should I, be I, like this. I would, also, I would like, have seen that. I would yeah. have seen that. I would have reacted the way Matt's reacting if I hadn't seen it three days ago. Just also, like, like that that's such a desperate thing that they needed to do, whereas American Gods is very much like a lot of... This is also like a stylized thing. Like, this is our first Brian Fuller show that we've discussed, which I cannot believe is the... Yeah. The one that, not the one I would have picked to be like, what's our first entry into this guy? Uh, but the just like, he'll be back the for sure. Truly insane visuals of the show are very much a hallmark of him. Yeah. But this is with his biggest budget he ever got to work with, uh, which yeah. is also why he then left stars. the show because Stars was like, please stop making us spend this money. 800,000 <laughs> people went, max are watching this. And Brian Fuller went, no, and then went to Star Trek and then did the same shit again. <laughs> King! Yeah. My guy loves to make a television program for one season and then leave. <laughs> I don't know anything about it's a this miracle. guy, he stuck but around on he Hannibal. fucking rocks. I, uh, just based on this he, alone. So Brian Fuller, he's like... Well, hold on. Oh, Matt, why'd you pick this one? Because it was Matt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, I this, does, this does Matt have very really Travis Pick energy. Um, but I... Uh, Except that it was fun to watch. Um, so I picked it, A, because I was curious <laughs> about Brian Fuller. Uh, because I've had a couple people, a couple of listeners tell me that I should be picking Brian Fuller shows. Um, and then furthermore, obviously, it was June of the Gods. So had to uh, continue that. This seemed like the most interesting thing. Uh, we haven't watched a Star's original show yet. Uh, and Gillian Anderson is in it, though we don't get to see her. Um, yeah, Ian well, we McShane. Do get, we do get some a true king. We get some yeah. good people. Yeah, we get we get Peter some amazing. Yeah, we, yeah right. we get some. And, and Jillian left with Fuller also. Um, yeah. yeah, you should definitely watch Hannibal. I think you'd have a really good time with with most yeah. of the Hannibal. Series. Everything I've ever seen from that was good, but I've only seen like parts of episodes. Um, yeah, I, did, I I thought it was time that we saw what was up with uh with this dude with stars um and and um neil gaiman i think is like one of the corniest motherfuckers in the world like a real like <laughs> like fucking uh what's his name who did uh nightmare before christmas tim burton he's like tim burton, tim burton for, for Selleck, like yeah. libs who think that they're really smart like i'm pulling tim up burton. I'm, I'm i'm grabbing i'm grabbing my apple crate and i'm i'm standing on it and i'm starting to scream at the world well, and like Neil Gaiman, Brian Fuller, Tim Burton, all very big like Tumblr kind of fan bases, uh, I would say. I felt like I had the fucking uh, Cookie Monster pajama pants on while I was watching this. All three of them are, uh, in my opinion, pretty good in the right contexts. Definitely each one of them has made a masterpiece is the thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um Tim Tim Burton, I'm kind of whatever on Gaiman. I never read. Um, I did, but I was very excited when the show came out because it sounded cool. We had yeah. Ian and I had roommates in college who 
uh, were reading this book, and Ian probably I've, has at some point. I've read this and book. And I remember it being like, that sounds cool. Once. And then they were like, we're making a show. And it's the guy who did Hannibal, a show that you like. And I was like, cool. I will be watching this. And I watched the first season, and then he left. Um, and now we're losing And you can too? really no, fucking tell that he left. Yeah, not only did... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the two things that happened to this show that really killed it were... Uh, he left after the first season, and then it was two years before the second season came out. Ooh, yeah. Like, this show has two-year gaps between each season. There, I mean, there's very much a consensus that the first season is the only one that was at all worth watching. I think I watched the first episode of the second season, and I was like, this did an okay job of continuing that. I don't feel like watching this again, though. I don't feel like continuing. Like, there's yeah. a few a few shows that I've done that with my life where I really loved a first season. Mr. Robot is the other example that always comes to mind. And then I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I'm done. And then I was no, like, completely. had a third season? <laughs> yeah. It came, out, it came out post-COVID? Like, I had no... I didn't even realize well, I was astounded. I truly, I was like, that show went two seasons, and then looking it up, I was like, three? 2021? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah this I show came this out more recently. 19. This show has come out more recently than, like, some friends that I really care about I've seen. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian, I know you watched at least some of the show because I think I remember you telling me that you watched um, the scene with the Jin's 12 inch cock uh, with <laughs> and that she was like, oh. I would have been living with her at the time this one came yeah. out. So yes, that makes sense. Other, other, yeah. other thing about Brian Fuller shows, they're gay as hell. Horny. Horny at the very least. Gay and horny. There was only yeah. one sex scene in the first episode. and It was not gay, but it was fucked. I mean, that shit was gripping. I've got to say, possibly the most gripping of all time. Um, <laughs> when that guy got... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Joe and I were having fun. Imagine that being uh, Brian Doyle Murray in that scene instead. <laughs> instead was, of Joel. Yeah. <laughs> like with his amazing voice doing that. <laughs> I, the moment I was watching it, and I was like, fuck, that's Joel Murray. And then I was like, fuck, have we, has Joel Murray appeared as a sad sack on a television program we've covered before? Nope. That was the one that broke, like at the start <laughs> in, our, in our ongoing chronicling of All-Stars part. Seeing Joel Murray where I was like, son of a bitch. And then <laughs> Beth Grant appeared and I was yeah. like, fuck you, Brian Fuller. You could say, you could say that the network lives up to its name. All the stars they are out. stars with a Z. They are stars with, a, stars Z, with a Z. They're stars with a Z. Joel yeah. Murray is one of those. <laughs> oh, you guys have television stars? Yes. <laughs> yes, we And Ricky have, Whittle, uh, you all loved Austin Land. Pablo Schreiber is a star is a star with a Z for sure. We have we have uh, we have. Yeah, Freddie actually, did Rumson. you know that? As you know, all stars is spelled with a Z. <laughs> yeah. Is Pablo Schre- is Pablo Schreiber one? Did Nikki Sabatka make no. a cameo at the end of the wire? No, no, no. His cameos in like he has a fifth season appearance, but it's not in he the final the, episode. Yeah, he has the like heckling, uh, yeah. like some development scene. In a yeah, I double checked because I remembered that, and I was like, fuck. Is Master Chief? I mean, he's going to be one when we cover Halo. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done Orange is the New Black, and we and Halo is ongoing currently. And so. I want to I want to talk forever about the fact that he's named for Pablo Neruda. You you I I, I like I, I don't want to be disrespectful here, but you guys talking about who might be an all star if we watch a particular show is my version of me and Travis and Matt talking about Riverdale. Like my I just my eyes glaze over. I can't <laughs> I cannot focus. But Stephen. We're talking about Master Chief. Oh, right. My favorite <laughs> hero. 
Yeah, don't you love John? Three sixteen. What? I don't know. I picked numbers. American Gods. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about. She said something that I that has stuck with me, and then I watched American Gods right after she said this. But she was talking about watching television now. She's like, she's been working in the yard and like hasn't been watching television. So now when she puts television on, she said. It feels like like I have motion smoothing on, but like for the concepts of the shows, like not just the <laughs> visuals of the show. Could you? Okay. I don't think I understand. Um, just something feels like, uh, like unnaturally glossy. You can't quite tell what it is, but it's off. I would love to watch this show with sure. motion smoothing on. This kind of has I, a, uh, an off smell to it. Do you know what star with a Z we keep not talking about who did appear on the show and we only get to see him briefly in a headshot? Dane Cook. Yes, <laughs> it is Dane Cook. Dane, Dane motherfucking Cook. Cook. Dane Cook. Dane Cook plays the guy who's... Uh, Robbie, the guy whose dick is now up his own ass in his uh, in the corpse. Yeah. His, 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 his dick is up his, his corpse's ass. Yes, yeah. that is played after by Dane got, Cook. After got chopped off in a car accident. What a what a way to go! One of the most humiliating deaths imaginable. One of the most like Perfect TV setup. writer idea for a thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, it's not yes, a TV writer. Idea. It's, it's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah, King, King the of the now corny idea. Corny idea. Amanda, Amanda Palmer gave her own in, input to that. Yeah. One. <laughs> this is before they were together. This because American. They got to make up. They're so destined to be together. Just for like being the same type of like insufferable theater people. I did not realize that this was Neil Gaiman's vibe. Like I didn't realize it was this over the top. I suppose. I mean, a decent amount of this is Fuller's edition. Right. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you, you yeah, have the the, the Gaiman source material that then gets amped up. It's yeah. I, it's a marriage kind of a, made in heaven. There, it's brilliant, honestly. Yeah. the 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 book is a bit more. Like it, there's a bit more like you know like the the sort of like modern fantasy like level of like sort of like grime to it all. It's not necessarily like edgy or anything like that, but it's very much more like it's, it's uh, you know relatively matter of fact in presentation. And the character of Shadow in the book is a full nothing, like purposefully an empty individual. Mm. And the bubble and the sort of like much more like how the wife has like no energy in the first episode. When she speaks, that yeah. is much more what uh, Shadow is supposed to be like, because he is just kind of this sort of hollow figure. There's, you know, the the there's the sort of like amped up stars gloss, I would say, kind of applied to it. Um, and yeah. uh, the pacing then also is, you know, of course, wildly different. Uh, the end of the third season is close to the end of the book, but also the second season is entirely apparently additions that are nothing from the book <laughs> and they were going to incorporate anansi boys or maybe they did to some stuff and then anansi isn't in the third season and orlando jones claims that the new showrunner told him that he was like bad for black america or something yeah yeah I, but then uh, they dispute that and they were like no anansi's just not in the part of the book that we were going to be adapting he does have an, uh, an absolute heater of an appearance in the second episode yes uh but none of that is what uh, we get to cover. Um, I did read American Gods. I think I've read that book actually probably twice. Um, 
and uh, it's a good book. It's an interesting, like, and in, in, it's an interesting idea. Do you know um, what? I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna start insisting that we talk about when we talk about these actors, we say who they play in the show once at the beginning. Oh, okay. I think yeah, that that's I a smart think thing. that's a good idea. Yeah. So, which one was that about? Uh oh, man. You know, this isn't his name, uh, but it's something like Orlando Jones. It is Orlando. Is his or, name. His name. Orlando uh, Jones, Mad TV's own. Yeah. Okay. He did not plays appear, a, though. Plays a Nazi, but he did not appear. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, but he yeah, plays he, the the West African trickster spider god Anansi. Yes. And yeah, see, his coming to America segment in season two is one of the more memorable. Oh uh, uh, no, it's episode scenes two. on this it's show. Two. Episode it's episode two. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, he he his appearance because the the conceit of and I I it is explored in the television program, but I don't know if it's made explicit in either of these episodes. Um, I bet can be inter, you know, informed or in, in, um, you know, you can inferred. Inferred. I couldn't remember the word, so I just was going to talk around it. Yes, it can be inferred. Uh, is that? Um, and I and I'm I'm curious if, if this, you know, because Matt and Steve and I imagine this was your first exposure to the show or book in any form. Yep. Yes, that's correct. So with the concept with them being called American Gods, this version of Odin is the American Odin. He is not. All Odins. Oh, okay. So that doesn't translate. That's what I wondered. If you, yeah, been yeah, I didn't. If pick, you'd gotten yeah, to the I end of the season where they go to a party at Easter's house and there's a bunch of different Jesuses there because so many people believe in different versions of Jesus and gods mm. in this universe exist via thought form. Yes, there are. Interesting. There's a Jesus Prime, and then there's like a bunch. I of I did other, hear them use the Mexican term Jesus, Jesus Prime. Uh, that might be fandom only. That one's played by uh, Jeremy Davies of uh, Justified Fame. Uh, and then, um, yes, there's Mexican Jesus, who, if I remember correctly, is shot while trying to cross the border through both hands, and yes. then a tumbleweed rolls over his head and leaves him on there, so it looks like he has a crap of thorns. <laughs> Fuck this. As I said, <laughs> no, I, I have that. so many fewer brain cells after watching this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but... Gods did not come to America. People came to America with their beliefs and right. thus created incarnations of these gods in America. Sure. Okay. So that's why our first scene is how Odin got here is when the Vikings came to North yeah. America and they did all their rituals and shit until... And then they fought each other and they, they did this all in like fucking cinemascope aspect ratio and then one arm gets yeah, chopped that off was cool. and flies with the sword <laughs> and goes across the and breaks the frame yeah. and I was like, that's cinema. Yeah, that was good. That was a fun, just like insanely explosive scene to put toward the front to get me interested. So <laughs> that dude took like so sixty arrows gore. from unseen yeah, indigenous I people. Yeah, I did like the funny. choice for the guy to get covered in arrows in the exact same shape as the man's figure, especially the comedy rules. beat of one hitting his foot at the very end of it. Yeah, that if they waited another half second, that would have been perfect timing. It did remind me of when uh, Lost had a bunch of extras, like in the background, you'd always be like, who are those people? And then they just got rid of them all in one episode, like in the middle of why, one of those seasons, <laughs> like everybody got shot with a an arrow. Of arrows fall from the sky. <laughs> 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 and then there were no more extras in the background of Lost. Yep. I remember that. I do. I do admire. I know Vikings or Vikings or whatever, but I do admire the guy who watched his friend get hit with like approximately 110 arrows, and then just like <laughs> also tried to walk that way. Like, was like maybe they're out of arrows. And then, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then they just like landed at his feet. If I was that guy, I'd be like, what did that other guy do wrong? Because they could have just done that if what they wanted was for us to not go over there. But they decided to kill him instead. You got to send, send a real warning. Yeah. You got to send a message. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Uh, I think conceptually this, now that you kind of explained the way this world works, I think this is conceptually pretty good. Like, like yeah. the idea of like these being like only the American manifestation of these gods means that like it does actually make a lot of sense in the way that, Ian McShane is like, I'm a hustler and I'm after power yes. or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. At the the end of the book, um, uh, Shadow, who is uh, revealed to be Balder. Uh, oh, so he is, is a god. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit more ambiguous in the sort of sense. Like, it's just that Balder is his name. Oh. Is the kind of thing about it. So but it's Balder like, oh, he kind of stands in for that. Odin's son. Yeah. One of them, yeah. And he is he is a son of. Odin, but there's there's a bit more going on with the, the sort of like idea of having children, if I remember correctly. But no, he goes to like Iceland or Norway and encounters a more traditional Odin, mm-hmm. who kind of is like that guy was me, but I'm not that guy. Sort of. It's fun to compare all the like. It was fun watching this after recently playing God of War Ragnarok, where it's what if Odin was a kind of untrustworthy Jewish guy, <laughs> which is that game where Richard Schiff plays him. Richard Schiff, Anthony Hopkins, Ian McShane, really uh, my guys right there. I love love those guys. Tremendous, tremendous uh, recent Odins in fiction. But um, yeah, I mean, so um, uh, some some backstory before we get into it, of course. Uh, so uh, American Gods is the 2001 Neil Gaiman novel. Gaiman uh, had gotten his start um, in comics. He's you know pretty well established at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Gaiman uh, gets a start because he becomes uh, fast friends with both uh, Alan Moore and Terry Pratchett during his like journalism days. And uh, Alan Moore, of course, of Watchmen fame, teaches him how to write a comic script. Uh, he's like, you know, this isn't a style that he knows. And from there, he winds up taking over a Moore series, and eventually uh, gets to work on uh, the Sandman, which is the one that I would call like his masterpiece, with his beautiful, long, expressive, uh, interesting. Recently adapted set. for television. Also. Yes. Uh, surprisingly faithfully adapted is my understanding, but uh, I don't have Netflix anymore, so haven't gotten around to it. And then he also had done a book with Terry Pratchett, uh, Good Omens, that also has been adapted, uh, you know, in the IP craze of the eras now. But um, uh, American Gods is kind of... He'd, he'd written books before, but it's it's kind of like the sort of at least like big American breakthrough, because he had done... Good Omens and Neverwhere and Stardust before that, but he only co-wrote Good Omens. But American Gods is the one that, like, it wins the Hugo, the Nebula, the Bram Stoker, and the Locus Awards, like, all right there, sweeps it. And uh, it's sort of like, oh, okay, so he's going to be, like, a sort of larger figure in modern fantasy. And I don't know if he's ever really written anything that recaptures the sort of excitement and energy that American Gods did for him to the extent that, like, his most recently published book is just his own retellings of various North mythology. Like, hmm. you know, the, the character of Mr. Wednesday kind of uh, looms large. He wrote a sequel or a spinoff, Anasi Boys, that follows, you know, more of this world. So that was one of those things that could maybe be adapted. And then, of course, uh, Brian Fuller, the man who, one of the two men who, who, who make this show, uh, along with Michael Green, Brian Fuller, 
has done Dead Like Me and Wonderfalls and Pushing Daisies and is coming off Hannibal, a television program that is honestly remarkably managed to get to air, let alone air on network television. Yeah. And so he is uh, at kind of the height of his own power. And an important thing to know about him is as much as you were like, oh, yeah, Gaiman, Burton, you know, uh, uh, Fuller, three parts of the axis. The thing with Brian Fuller is his favorite movie of all time. And it shows in all of his work and the visual aesthetic that he goes for. And the source material is Amelie. Oh, <laughs> God. Hmm. Huh. And did not know that. It, yeah, and it just screams out on pushing daisies, especially. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There is so much of that energy in everything he does, <laughs> and he has his kind of stock players now in various ways, and it rules. And I love that for him. And um, right now, um, not really sure what he's up to because he is still an executive consultant on Star Trek Discovery. But also, he's just like. Who wants to take another gamble on him because his shows are expensive, they don't do well, they have these loyal fan bases, but they are not watched in any large degree. The the co-developer on this was Michael Green, uh, who is a, uh, a screenwriter whose works include Logan, Alien Covenant, Blade Runner 2049, Murder on the Orient Express. He has been nominated for the Oscar for an Oscar for his work on Logan, which is wild that that did get a screenplay nomination when you think about it, but maybe Adapted was a yes. little thin that year, even though I liked <laughs> that movie a bunch. Uh, so he did, yeah, Murder on the Oregon Express, De- Death on the Nile, and A Haunting in Venice. Love this for him. He he's did, got to deal with the Netflix. Kenneth Branagh Poirot movies? Yeah. Or? Okay. yeah. Uh, he's got, uh, uh, he also did Jungle Cruise. Man, way to just cash wow. in, my dude. I love this. <laughs> um, I I also could have written Jungle Cruise, but uh, I would take a paycheck. And he, Hey, Ian, why didn't you write Jungle Cruise? Um, because they uh, they didn't like my suggestion. Do you know what happens in Jungle Cruise? Does, has anyone else here seen Jungle no. Cruise? No, no. I'm uh, I'm a crazy person who uh, likes to watch movies and also is frequently a little depressed. Uh, and um, uh, well, Jesse Plemons plays a German proto Nazi who's the villain of that movie. That and sounds I was good. Like, I like that. Yeah, and I was like, maybe this will be good. Uh, anyways, they do Pirates of the Caribbean again. It's just Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, the Rock is an immortal. He is he is a former conquistador <laughs> who determined that what they were doing was bad and now can't die. Uh, so when The Rock gets stabbed in the middle of that movie, spoilers for Jungle Cruise, I was like, holy shit. And then it turned out he lived and I went, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, good luck to you, Michael Green, on your next project, the Bioshock movie. Oh, no. <laughs> is that a cursed film? And uh, the first episode was... Uh, directed by David Slade, who directed Hard Candy, 30 Days of Night, and Twilight Saga Eclipse. Yeah, uh, baby. That's hello, favorite director everybody. of all Welcome time. Welcome to David S- Aid June. We love everyone <laughs> named David. David S. S- underscore Blaine. Aid June. Aid, yes. <laughs> love it. Love them. Everyone named David. We love David Snade. We love David uh, Skade. Uh, David Shade. We love David. Sh- David Shade, the guy who made Thirty Days of Night. That's the that's the that's the aliens attack. I mean, no, aliens, vampires. Sorry. Vampires attack a city in like you know where like Alaska. in the Arctic Circle yeah, yeah, yeah. in Alaska, yeah. right? That guy. Yes, we talked about like, it in the Deadliest Warrior episode because yeah, the writer it, that of movie, it was on it. 
Wait, is David Slade? <laughs> no, it was a writer. No, the it director. was the writer. Was the guy was wrote, like, it was the guy who wrote the comic, I think. Is yeah, who. Oh, okay. Um, so, his list of favorite films are Wings of Desire, 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, and Possession. It rules to be like, I. these are my favorites. My works are <laughs> 30, 30 Days, days of Night, Twilight, 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 Twilight Saga, The Clips, and, and Black Mirror Bandersnatch. <laughs> oh, that, so, the world is so right. cool. So, we gotta get into so, this episode. I know nope, Matt is a hard nope, out. Because I want to point out that uh, if you... We're in the episode. We're talking about the backstory of American Gods. It's interesting to me. If you want to... We can talk about all the nonsense there, too, but we, we you know... So, there's just a lot to unpack, because it's so, like a full hour where there's a bunch right. of shit going on. So we'll get there. But first, we have to talk about this: the secrets of fe- female sexuality, Be the Masterful Lover, Women yeah. Crave, a <laughs> book by David Shade. <laughs> but it's not. it hasn't been adapted. It hasn't been adapted yet. Yet. If it turned out that that was Masters of Sex, I would have hung <laughs> up the call. <laughs> <laughs> David Shade, you're on watch. Whenever that... Get those like self-published Amazon romance books get adapted. Uh, <laughs> you best believe we're picking it. We'll pick it. Yeah, we're we're looking at you, David Shade. <laughs> I was trying to think of another one, like, like I was like David, da- and I was like David Spade, and I started to type that in, and then I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I am a big dumb baby. <laughs> I I am a, I am I'm very stupid. Speaking of stupid, but not as stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Moon. Dude, what a fucking cool name. Cool name. This I episode this... has a cool ass title too. The Bone Orchard. Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, they all The Bone Orchard, Head Full of Snow, A Murder of Gods. Yeah, uh cool <laughs> names all around. Shadow uh, the, the Hedgehog Moon. Steven, I mean this with respect and love and kindness. Shadow Moon does sound like someone that you would have some affiliation with. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the, the problem with Shadow Moon is that I only associate people who chose Luna as how to identify with themselves. <laughs> um, you know. So you would hang out with Umbra Luna, but not Shadow Umbra Moon? Umbra Luna sounds way more like somebody that I, I would have met. And I want to be. Moon is also wa- just a last name people have. Like, yeah. It's not that weird. It's the shadow. And it's really the shadow is a cool name for your child. Yeah, or hedgehog. Uh, yes, I like Hard. they. I did like that they changed it. This feels like the big Brian Fuller idea. Is in the book, it's a nickname, and this is like no, no, no. Hippie parents. Hippie parents rules. I, I, I that is a great choice. Um, I also like how when that moment happens, it disar like shadow warms up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes from being like ah, oh, this to being like yeah, we'll have a lovely conversation in first class. Yeah, he he gets out of prison. He was about to be released early anyway, and then he has to get out even earlier because his wife has died in a car accident. First, uh, though, first though, Travis, we get monologue. We get a guy sitting down with pen and paper and writing. Well, we talked about the Viking prologue thing already, so yeah. But I want to talk about opening with a prologue. Yes, like this. with this guy like, who's played who's um, he's he's supposed to be Thoth, the Egyptian god of the moon. And he's played by um, the guy that was in that episode of Hannibal where he was the cellist that was, like, killing people and then, like, sticking, like, cello necks down their throat <laughs> and using, like, their, their insides to make strings. And then he gets, believe- in, like, he gets in, like, a fist fight with Hannibal <laughs> in his office or some shit. Yes. Uh, Damore Barnes played Ibis. Uh, he was also the Archangel Raphael in Supernatural. Not one of the episodes. Bam. But. You're on watch. I had to check. 
I don't know if you're on watch. Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. We could watch any. I don't know. I see. I'm seeing a lot of um, USA television programming, and it's always mm. on the table that one day, one yeah. day, we'll cover Royal Pains or Covert <laughs> Affairs. Uh, R.I.P. again, Cloris Leachman, who unfortunately was not in the episodes that we covered, but was wow. on this television program. Of course, as mm-hmm. uh, the eldest of three sisters who safeguard uh, the stars from forgotten horrors uh, and live in Chicago with Peter Stormare. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's 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 cool. But um, I uh, remembered, like, Travis and I both watched a season of this program, so I was like, oh, oh yeah, Viking thing. Matt and Steven, where are you at when you see, we're watching a show called American Gods, and then some guy is like, a hundred years before Leif Erikson's say <laughs> or whatever. Are you in or out in that moment? I was out, and then I was back in. Uh, yeah, I felt pretty out, mostly because, like, gratuitous gore in a non-comedic sense generally turns me off. And not because I You didn't think this was comedic? (laughs) I mean, it didn't feel like it was being played for laughs. Not really. You mean... Yeah, wait. wait, This was like more of like a... We're all here having fun watching some people get fucking sliced up. Like, yeah, like in the way that, like an Evil Dead movie, just, like a recent Evil Dead what, movie would do it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It just felt, it, there was just a gravitas to it that made me think that it, I wasn't going to have an attitude that I liked. Hmm. But, How many guys know, do you think died because he stabbed too deep on the blinding part? <laughs> yeah, because it's not he, really an he easy... That knife just up. hit brain. Yeah, he hits that knife up, and the way he does it Instead of going like slower, taking he just is like stab in the face, just stab in the pop, face, stab pop, in the face. It's John Wick up in here, like boom, to boom, be, boom. To be fair, Ian, based on the movements and and everything, he kind of seemed like he'd done it before. It didn't seem like it was his first Damn. blinding rodeo. That's true. Like he was very confident. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I I was uh, I was out when I when I heard the phrase "fat-breasted women." I was like, "Fuck this fucking show!" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, the original fat- title of that Queen song: <laughs> "Fat-breasted women, but their dreams turned to bread." Even For some salad. reason, I made I I said "stars energy" here, a lot of breast talk, and then I revised my note to say "talking breast," but I don't really know <laughs> what I meant by that. Fat Maybe like Talking women. Dead, like if you're going to make a yeah, talk, I think like you were trying AMC to make a Talking Dead show, thing. you should call it Talking Breast. I, mean, it, I don't know. They made a, a the very late Spike TV go show. Back to Scandinavia. Yeah, pretty pretty like, thin. Whatever I wrote down there, <laughs> but I like the tag at the end of this. Oh, just the when they returned, never did one of them set sail on or whatever you know set foot on a boat again. It's like yeah, they they went they went they did proto fucking um, uh, uh, Lord of the Flies. Like they went to the <laughs> beach, and then they had to they went to the beach. They all ritualistically blinded themselves. Then they sacrificed a friend, and none of that works. So they're like, fuck. I guess we have to go to war, and we're not gonna go to war with those dudes who lit up arrows on us. We're just gonna go to war with each other. Yeah. Well, they'd lose Cowards. if they went up against the arrows. Cowards. Yeah, they could have tried though. They could have tried. They could have tried. They could have tried like going around. (laughs) Did they ever try going around? Like obviously they had eyes right there on in that part of the forest. But what if they went around? What do you think their game plan was? I don't know. I think they were and landed. What do you think their aims were? (laughs) Fat-breasted women. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, fat-breasted women. I'm always on the prowl for that, so. I guess. Eventually, Odin. Yeah, I'm like the parking wars guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a callback. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, Odin. Um, Odin is, uh, That's what they thought they were going to see on the They should have put those sound effects in this, like, crazy gore They scene. landed in Philadelphia, in proto-Philadelphia. Uh, but, no, so, um, uh, yeah, they make their blood sacrifices. Eventually, the wind returns, and they sail home, and they leave the statue. And so, you know, as they say, 100 years later, when Leif Erikson arrives in the New World, he, you know, his god is already there. Cool, and then Dinga we get Sha- Durgan. Then we get Shadow Moon, played by Ricky Whittle. Yeah, who is hanging out with some prison guys who are the most central casting TV prison guys uh, I've ever seen in my but life. But a prison guy named a prison guy named Low Key Lie Smith. Do you get it? Nope. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. The show didn't have time to explain it because well, the show was canceled. No, I'd really, I'd really like it if you explained the joke. Oh, no, it's not a joke. There's no joke in there. Oh, it's not. So it's not played for laughs. It's played to be like, ah, clever. <laughs> uh, I, don't, like, I don't know. Look, all I know is that guy doesn't want you to mess with the, the bitches at the airport. It's that true. That guy, of course, Justin Tucker, another person who... The Ravens kicker? Actually, I think it's Jonathan Tucker. I'm going to do a roundup one of these times, like, just a supercut of all the times Ian guy. says a name, Matt. and then Travis is like, oh, yeah, that... Uh, the football player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why, yeah. No, yes, it's, you're right. It's Jonathan yeah. Tucker, not Go. Justin, but yes. Jonathan Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is the r- the Ravens kicker who's broken the heart of many an AFC North Of fan. me a couple of times uh, in regular season games. Yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, Jonathan Tucker, uh, one of those guys who appeared, and then I went, oh, fucking son of a bitch, now I have to see... No, oh, my, okay. my eyes have glazed Big, over again. Was this guy unjustified energy from him? Travis, he was unjustified. Uh, I figured. <laughs> is he a crow? <laughs> I just really is like... He an extended, is he an extended crow? Um, uh, what guys, is his character? Guys, there are so many actors in no, every yeah, show we watch. There's a lot of guys. While he's doing that, we could, we could keep going. If, yeah, Shadow, he's released generally because his wife uh, has been has died in an accident um, because someone rammed their car into her because they saw a um, sucker punch and were like, that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You must die in the killed Emily Browning. So he's got to go to the airport, try and change his flight, but he can't do it because it'd be a huge upcharge. And then he uh, agrees to sort of meet in the middle and, and settle for him the next day. And then he, while waiting he recalls, there, he recalls the... Uh, don't mess with him. He recalls the advice that was given to him by Boone from Justified, who was uh, mm. one of yeah, who was in the sixth season with Sam Elliott, the one that everyone kind of forgets. Um, yes, yeah, he's he's the remorseless killer in that. The, the or never learned about in the first place. If you're uh, sane. But, yeah, um, but so he he is there uh, doing um, a real interesting performance as a guy who listened to way too much, <laughs> um, like rap uh, like like Eminem rap music and was like I'm going mm. to rebrand my personality to be this and of course mm. he is playing a character that in the book is Loki who is also in the book Mr. World because uh, in the book what they were Odin. Pitbull yes Mr. World <laughs> Mr. Worldwide <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, no he is uh, Mr. World Pitbull who is, is a real new media god of or new god of globalization yes uh, uh, in the book it's uh, a persona created by um, Odin and Loki 
so that they can get a better sacrifice than human sacrifice. They're going to put the new gods and the old gods against each other and make themselves more powerful. So when Loki Lysmith appears in the first episode, you're like, this will be important. And then you, when you watch the last episode, you're like, they never got back to that guy. Boy, they must have been setting up for something. I really, <laughs> I really deeply hate the last name that that guy has. Lysmith? Well, it's spelled with a Y, I think. Lie creator. He creates lies. He's a smith of lies. He's a lie smith. I hate it. That is so consistent, though, with, like, the the stories of gods is, like, oh, do you know who I am? Like, their names are always... No, that is fair. Screaming. Who they actually are, It's like, like, oh, uh, what's my name? Louis Cipher. Who Uh, could I be? (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute. What are we talking about right now, Ian? Lewis Cipher. Yeah, but are you familiar with my works? What, what, but Allow me to introduce myself. But what are you referencing a show where there's someone named Lewis Cipher? I'm Cypher, referencing or? human history. <laughs> there's a million things where Lewis first named Lewis Cipher. I don't know if there's anybody where he's named like Bill Zabub, but <laughs> yeah, like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the first time. Uh, there's Lewis a, I'm pretty sure there's a Lewis Cipher in Riverdale. That's why I was. Oh, squinting yeah. No, I'm definitely referencing that. No, yeah, that's like I don't know the first time that name got used, but it has been there since like for as long as people have kind of recognized that. They're like, oh, wait a minute, Lucifer sounds like you could be named Lewis Cipher. Ooh, hold on, I'm sweet Lou Cipher. There's like a movie uh, where where Robert De Niro plays a character named that, and it's supposed to be a twist, and it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Ian McShane shows up He's pretending to be a doddering old man To get his way into a first class ticket Ian McShane comes in And him getting that first class ticket like He lets the ball fly by And he's like working that count a little bit You know, he, that First one he's like, no nah, I don't like that one And then the second one comes through And he's like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do something with that And then he gets on the plane And he just it's, it's just fucking I'm going to switch sports metaphors because the pitches aren't coming fast enough. He is just fucking shooting three after three. He is Steph Curry. The moment he gets on that plane, yeah. it's amazing to watch a master at work. Yeah, absolutely. That scene could have been 45 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was probably the best scene, yeah. Wynodex Shadow, eating cashews, says uh, things like, I offer you the worm from my beak, and you look at me like I fucked your mom. It's amazing <laughs> he can say that. <laughs> I watched, um, as, as we all know, uh, I watched uh, um, uh, John Wick Chapter 4 over the weekend. Jonathan. And, yeah, it's like hearing him say, Shadow. And I was like, does anyone <laughs> say a name better than Ian McShane? Speaking of John Wick, I liked that we got a little continental uh, in the universe yeah. of this show. thought that was kind of fun. I could never get into Deadwood, but he is definitely the highlight far and away of that series i think it's cool that he's friends with brian cox and if i was ever anywhere in the world and i saw ian mcshane and brian cox sitting at a table together eating i would be like we need to leave the restaurant no I need way to get out of here no i'm about to embarrass myself i'm gonna be a ter- i'm gonna be a terrible fan go up to them because i would love to be berated by them i would be i would be i would just want to hear their voices so i would like yeah. just try to like be near them. i need the i would not try table. to interact with them i would just try to hear them talk he has, like, there's an elsewhere engine moment on Deadwood that I, I quote this all the time because it might be my favorite line reading in the history of television, and it won't be in the ep- in an episode that we cover if we do Deadwood. But, like, so his character that runs a brothel, there's a scene in, like, the second or third episode where he walks in, 
and a bunch of his workers are applying uh, cream to the genitalia, and he just goes, how's that pussy lotion? Maybe I should put some on my ass. <laughs> and just like his, <laughs> his delivery is so perfect, you should have gotten the Emmy immediately. Has anyone else seen Kung Fu Panda and he's in Hot Rod. No. Where he no. plays the villainous snow leopard, where it's great because they're like, you know what Ian McShane unfortunately couldn't do? Be a kung fu villain. But you know what Ian McShane can do? Be an animated kung fu villain. <laughs> and boy, boy is that good. <laughs> and again, he's in Hot Rod. He can do it all. <laughs> Absolute king. Some men can have it yeah. all. Um, he is cooking in this scene. and yeah, He, he is, is cooking his... in this scene the way a character rarely cooks when we get to talk about. Because one of the beauties and also struggles of the show is usually with television you don't necessarily see a lot of people who hit the ground running there will maybe be some iconic moments in the first couple of episodes but mm-hmm. when we talk about television programs and performances usually it's when they get to fully inhabit this mm-hmm. but wednesday despite the fact that ian mcshane was not the one written for you know when the book came out because it was a book yeah one-to-one perfect yeah. and just was fully Absolutely. just like yeah i'm going you're giving me the scene on an airplane where all I have to do is talk to a guy and go from him not wanting to talk to me to being interested. I can I can do that forever. I am a charisma bomb. And yeah. it is mm-hmm. delightful. It is one of the best scenes that we've watched on this program because of how much fun he is having. And it helps that they wisely were like, we're going to have nobody against him. This guy is an yeah, empty vessel yeah. who is along for the ride. Yeah, there was no yeah. reason for them to even cut to Shadow Moon at any point. Uh, while Ian McShane yeah, was talking, again, he's there to lo- he's there to look to look handsome, and Ian McShane is there to talk. It's like also a, you have pairing. to have the guy who looks confused while somebody just runs a train on you. He he does look <laughs> confused, yeah. very well. He really he also looks for sure. remarkably wet. Why is my man so fucking wet <laughs> all the time in this show? He's nervous as he's never flown before. He's sweating. No, he's wet throughout the entire show. Especially the first episode that we watched. My dude looks like he just got, he's like one of those guys who wears a shirt in a pool. Like, what happened? Why is he so soaked? This, I, I, I understand why TV shows don't do this because, you know, we, we just want to get to the part where your story is interesting and different than another story. However, my wet man accepts this reality a bit quick like no, i think it's good out here he's, he's always, out here looking like a sloppy steak i think he, it also works because the second episode that we watch makes it canonical that he has always craved power in some capacity yeah so basically odin was like you're a special boy and then he is like i am a special boy and <laughs> well, it's, it's good that someone realized this it's not even just that like there is a scene in this i know i'm jumping ahead but you know that's always my, fine my thesis there's a scene in this where there's like a little techno box on the ground and it jumps up and grabs his face. And then suddenly he's in a room with a, with an ever elongating vehicle in a white space and a person a guy is with, a, with a guy, with a guy who looks to be about 16, who's made of pixels, uh, can summon Smoking face synthetic can, toad skin, except when you see the pipe, there's a toad There's a toad inside in it. him. <laughs> so what part is yeah, synthetic? Synthet- synthetic was the word that freaked me out there. I was like, that looks like organic toad skin. Um, <laughs> and and then he and then he he summons men to to beat him up. 
uh, like punch him when he you know talks back and and instead of being like oh i'm clearly in the domain of some sort of fucking tech weirdo and or god or wizard you know not really understanding the parameters of what's going on because he didn't get the primer on what the rules of american gods yet because we didn't he's just like well i probably wouldn't tell you the truth because i work for mr wednesday and i'm like what makes you think you're on an even ground with this guy? And then he gets like hung by all the faceless men. Like it's just one of those things where yeah, the, I couldn't the thumb guys from Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah. Floop is a madman. Help us save Shadow Moon. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't believe. I like. I do. It's just. It just wasn't. I. I really lost the versatility when he was like. I'm going to go toe-to-toe with this fucking weirdo. They're establishing that he thinks he's a fucking tough guy, and then he does it later in the in this uh, episode, too. I guess. He's ripped. He was in prison for six years. Uh, like It doesn't matter how yeah. ripped you are when you're in the fucking nether region slash, like, the place where Squidward went when he broke the time machine where asparagus <laughs> moves across the screen. It's you know, Steven, like Steven, <laughs> I, could take, I could take technical boy. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The thing you're forgetting... Is he also read 890 books while he was in yeah. there, too? Were they American Gods by Neil Gaiman? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. one of the books. He knows what happens <laughs> at the end of the books he, he read. He does know what happens at the end of the book, so he's like <laughs> along for the ride. That's what the buffalo that he sees in his dreams told him. I guess so. Uh, Gave him the ending. I think it's cool uh, that you guys think you could fight what apparently is the most powerful deity in the existence. I will say, jumping way I ahead... Don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys doesn't apply everyone on the podcast. I was applies the two people who said they said they could. People I talk themselves into how powerful technology is. It's not that powerful. This is not yeah, in the book. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen AI guys? Yeah, like, but that's not an AI guy. Stupid. He's human innovation. His totem uh, is the first rock that caused a he's fire. Here, he's gonna. He's gonna be here, and he's gonna be like, "Let me show you the outside of Mona Lisa." And I'm like, "Shut no, the fuck he's up, not. boy!" He's showing you all of our potential contained within it. This is a cool idea. And also, I spent a lot of time then wondering, like, does that rock still exist? Like, probably somewhere. He like he lo- at one point he hmm. looked like the PlayStation logo, like the first one. You know, when he was just kind of coming undone and being remade. Yeah. Does the rock that man first made fire with still exist? I mean, rock like yes, it right? It, yeah. it certainly I was not created so. or destroyed, so it yeah. exists. This is kind of a ship of Theseus situation because depending on how much it was chipped when they made the fire and if it's eroded, etc. Yeah. Like that rock, exactly. what we could call that rock, might could not exist. All the particles that made up that rock exist, but the rock itself could definitely not exist. It could not exist, yeah. But it's really cool, I think, the idea of having that rock exist. Like in that second yeah. episode when they were like, what's this thing? Is like, and he touches it, and then I, like he sees the fire, and it's like, is that the rock that man first made fire on? Because that's really cool, and also a thing that I have never encountered before in fiction yeah. as like a powerful thing. Yeah. That is cool. a really cool idea. Cool. Yeah, I liked that. Uh, anyway, going back, Shadow Moon, they're, they're playing... Their plane has to make a a, a landing, uh, a surprise landing, because I forget what they said, like an electrical problem or a, no? They just they were it yeah, was the storm. It was, it was yeah. Odin caused there, the storm. storm. It was a storm. There's a storm. So then it's like, well, you gotta drive the rest of the way or wait the next day for another flight to 
um, you know, the place where the Desperate Housewives live. Uh, yeah, it, is, from. it has a made-up <laughs> name. Eagle Point. Yeah. I was like Eagle and Rare or something like that. It was Eagle Point, um, and he's in an unnamed state, and yeah, he... Uh, tries to drive the rest of the way and stops at a bar. Well, first he stops at like a national park and screams for some reason, and then he what <laughs> for do you mean some for reason. Because his wife died. Are you like, that heartless? He's had the most frustrating day of anyone's entire life. Travis, what if your wife died and then you got released from prison and then you got harassed by a woman, an airport bitch? Uh, you that's got, a quote. Not yeah, and you know, and you know who that, that you know who that woman is. Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Yes, and do you know where you would know her from? She's Being the stuff. wife in Men in Black. That has to deal with it. She's Wait. the woman. With, she's the, the alien wife. She's or the you know the way you know sugar. Oh water. my god! <laughs> oh okay, okay. All wow. right. You tickled. You tickled. You tickled. Another my Z happy star now. for sure. I. This is why. This is like the level of like people That's on this so show good. are one where I'm like, no, I want to talk about it because every couple of minutes there was somebody on there. I was like, are you kidding me? She's Ill just a flight attendant. Sugar. Yeah. Ill I'm not sure if at this point we've gotten the interlude where the Queen of Sheba uh, absorbs. We can talk Chilbert about that into her vagina. Whenever but that also want. happened. Uh, that ever happened to you? Anyway, uh, no, I didn't use that app. Um, I think that character is it's a lot but like in the book it's like i can't remember how it is it's a little different than the like oh i'm just gonna go for like it's really sad it's played way sadder when she (laughs) when she devours joel murray because it's like like, and my kids encourage me to get out there dating again i was like this guy (laughs) why are you doing this to this well and apparently they wind up in like a little pocket dimension where like they have a good time like that's what happens to her victims they're not just they're not just Mm. like pocket dimension Mm. They're in the pussy dimension, uh, the <laughs> counterpart to Frank Zappa's uh, penis dimension. Um, <laughs> anyway, after screaming the National Park, Shadow goes to this bar that has. Would you guys go to this bar that has the huge crocodile head thing? Yeah, over the. If I were driving somewhere, oh, fuck yeah, hundred percent, hundred. Especially and, if I got uh, if I got to meets, meet a leprechaun. Yeah, Odin's there, and then a real Matt leprechaun. Sweeney, the, wow. the leprechaun. I do. I do really enjoy the dialogue where he's like, "You're a little bit tall for a leprechaun." And he goes, "That's a stereotype. It shows a narrow point of view of the world." <laughs> Mad Sweeney and Wednesday uh, try and tag team basically to get him to work for Wednesday, doing coin tricks, and then Mad Sweeney tries to taunt Shadow Matt Sweeney, into fighting him, who has killed Shadow's wife at this point. Oh. He's responsible for it. Yeah, Wednesday. Way. Wednesday sets it up. Sweeney conducts it. Okay. He causes the car crash. I forgot how that how that goes. Um, I thought it was just that roadhead is a very dangerous thing to to be giving. Also true. Yeah, he gets to fight with Matt Sweeney, who did a bunch of coin tricks, kept pulling gold coins out of the air itself. Do you think this is the ro- moment that got him Master Chief? So what oh, were the no? What were the moments here? So so okay. So is that guy jealous because he used to be working for Wednesday, but he wasn't good enough, or because he doesn't like Wednesday, or because why? Why was he there? I just don't understand why he was. He there. works with Wednesday. Yeah, they work together, and they all hang out at this cool they ass are bar, conning Shadow. Yeah. Why did? But why did he tell Shadow not to work for Wednesday? Because he's also now starting to feel regret because he just killed Shadow's wife. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. So that's yeah. that's kind of what's going on with that Does character. Shadow because find out at some point. Yes, that makes sense. Pretty sure. 
Because what will happen at the end of this episode, as you've already seen, is the coin that he flips on the grave mm-hmm. will be will disappear. Because that was his was uh, Mad Sweeney's lucky coin. He didn't mean to give it to Shadow, uh, but he accidentally did, and for whatever reason, that brings back Laura as like a revenant. She is. I yeah. thought that that was going to happen when it sunk yeah. into yeah. her grave. So yeah. she is now, you know, her rotting body with. She winds up like with Mad Sweeney, and that is their like subplot, which is how and how eventually I guess she gets fully resurrected and how she is able to kill Odin. Yeah, because uh, like what I remember from the show is her being rotted and like yeah. gross, but then she looks perfectly good in the last episode. So I don't know if it means she gets fully reanimated or. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what all happens with Emily Browning's character in between, but I imagine because uh, yeah. it, they she wanted her to be Browning, cute again. Uh, and uh, small and, you know, wayfish, and she probably frowns a bunch. Uh, you, Stephen, would, of course, know her as playing um, um, uh, Violet Baudelaire in the uh, series of Unfortunate Events. I didn't watch much movie. of that. Hmm. Ah, I was guessing on that one. Yeah. Like I said, she's in Sucker Punch. And Travis, Terrible yeah, film. I was going to say, Travis would know her for uh, Sucker Punch. Awful, awful movie. Um, Shadow Moon. We already got a wood for that. Eclipse. Why don't they just call him that? It's cool that Why you're uh, Billy wh- Crystal in Why? the Princess Bride. <laughs> Why we could we could we could shorten it. We got just we got a shadow on the moon. You know the scientists. Well, no, this is out. that's see that's. Now the you're doing a little walkity here. Yeah, uh, but also that an eclipse is a, a shadow on the moon. Yeah, shadow moon, yeah. Shadow, shadow moon, moon yeah. Shadow moon is well, a different thing. So the director of is this it? episode did realize that, and that's why he went on to direct. Eclipse from the Twilight Saga. Um, is that to oh, no, he'd already directed Eclipse. At, he'd already directed Eclipse. Right, at this whatever. Point. Remember this for episode came out in 2017. Thing, <laughs> for the sake Ian, of my no, thing, he was correcting happen. the record. Shadow Moon does sound like a Twilight subtitle. Like yeah, if that was definitely. just like the fourth, yeah. like the fourth one or whatever. I guess New what Moon is, and Eclipse and yeah. yeah, they're all really very. What's the spinoff one called? Uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, 50 Shades of Grey. No, I mean, like, yeah, but like no, hor- horror babies, I think is what it's called. <laughs> Midnight Sun is the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, Midnight horror Sun. babies. The one yeah. where that's she, the one that's the one Midnight where the, Children, one where the vampire baby like claws its way out of her womb. No, Midnight Sun's the book that came out uh, three years ago that is the whole series told from the perspective of um, Edward, right. Oh, right. It is, of course, named for the uh, song off of, what is the Third Strokes album called again? First no, that's Evening Sun, not Midnight Sun. Fuck. Midnight Sun is a stoner metal ass album title. Yeah. Um, that's true. No, uh, sorry. If we're going to talk about Twilight and uh, songs, we, of course, need to talk about Meet Me on the Equinox. One of the uh, finest you know, examples. Of I imagine that there is a moment on this in this television program where someone could say the line, "Meet me on the equinox." Absolutely, like, absolutely, because it's a special day to meet um, at the Rock. No, um, I think a cool thing with the show, which is what you will see in the second part, is that they're like, "We got to go to hallowed locations," and it's America, so it's like the world's largest ball of yarn yeah. or a mall at the middle of the... Uh, that that like, fucking rules. No, that's... Yeah. A motel that's at the great, exact center. That's a great decision. Yeah. What's the... the, hotel, what's that? the, the I really like the hotel that they built because it was cl- really close to the center point of the United States. What yeah. is the... Um, 
what's the quote about how they can't kill any? There are no American heroes to kill. What are they going to do? Assassinate SpongeBob? <laughs> yeah. American Gods was like, nah, man, we got there first on that. They eventually they get they get back to Eagle Point, staying in a motel. Shadow goes to the funeral. Hey. Betty oh. Gilpin's there. She's yeah. an all star now. She I has a bunch say. of lip fillers in for some reason, and she's very drunk and crying. I knew Betty Gilpin was in this episode, and at first I was like, "Is she the flight attendant?" And then Betty Gilpin actually appeared, and I was like, "Oh right, yes, yeah, uh, yeah." The, 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 the horny, the, hor- the, hor- the horny extraness. What did y'all think of the scene where she was like, "I want to blow you on his grave." It's uh, sad and weird, and I don't like it. I had no problems with it. I appreciated that it was sad and weird, and yeah, you know, you know that it's going to break down with her just crying. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely not supposed to be a thing where you're yes, like, "Ooh, and they were just going to yeah. have it happen because stars." No, stars is above that level of smut. Maybe I don't maybe. know. I, I don't know what fucking else has ever been on stars. Outlander, Outlander, Outlander. Is that a really horny show? It's That's yeah, a bottle stripper. It's like. Yeah. It's like a uh, high fantasy. Wasn't um, stars do Spartacus or did they do Rome? They did Spartacus. Rome was HBO. Didn't they also do the okay. Nick? That I think was Showtime. Maybe it was Stars. A show I'm dreading covering someday. Cinemax. The Nick was Cinemax. Oh boy. Why are you dreading covering the Nick? That show's good as fucking hell. Because doesn't the first episode have them like injecting cocaine into a penis? Uh, one of the episodes does. Yeah, Bono's daughter injects, wanna... but also it's Bono's daughter injects cocaine into Clive Owen's penis. Uh, it's not even like a surgery thing. She's it's just good on an bad sisters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, Wait, yeah, so why would it Betty be a Gilpin, surgery thing? Uh, well, a big another big uh, uh, the Nick is set in a hospital because the sorry, it's it, about this, like old yes, school surgery. The Nick is set in a hospital in the, like 1900, so it's a growth show because they do surgery then, and you watch that show and you think, how did we as a society survive medical practice of the era? Yeah, but we'll cover that when we cover the Nick, uh, which will happen at some point because I want to talk about Steven Soderbergh. But uh, for American Gods, I think I like that I think deepens the character of Wednesday compared to the book character of Wednesday is uh, Book Wednesday sleeps through the entire funeral and doesn't do anything about it. Well, in this one, he doesn't attend, but he is like, you know, much more compassionate. It's, you believe kind of buying into this guy's, uh, you know, I would buy what he's selling if I, yeah. I will be honest. I'm, I'm not that smart. I would get, I'm an easy yeah. mark for Ian McShane. I don't know, like, I would probably do what he said, mostly because I would be afraid that I didn't have any other option, because he seems to be, like, I don't know, uh, omniscient. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to buy him. Or I would at least uh, assume that there was, like, everywhere I go, there are these ravens. Because of all the knowledge about my life, I'd be like, well, I am obviously down at least a dozen points in this game. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No You're like, kind of think of it. I have been seeing a lot of ravens everywhere that I go, and they. But just keep two of them. Just two. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this weird horse with six legs. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, so right there. at the funeral, whatever we learned that that the wife died with Betty Gilpin's husband's cock in her mouth, and Dane, Dane Cook. We've established uh, that Dane this Cook. podcast yeah. has established that that's how it happened. We've that said Roadhead like yeah. four times. Yeah, anyway, uh, they struggle to get the coffin in the grave. They drop it a little bit. They coffin um, flopped. They co- almost coffin flopped. <laughs> they coffin flopped. And they can show her soul because she's dead. Or they can show her nude because she doesn't have a soul anymore. And God, do they do that later. Yeah, yeah. well, look. Corncob TV, a lot on the show. bring it back. Uh, right. A distraught, a distraught Audrey played by Betty Open. Yeah, yeah to no, we, listen, we've talked about the this grave. episode. Right. 
The, anyway, we talked about the end. He the, leaves. He leaves. Yeah, he gets in the fight with Technical Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys could be. You guys could be him. Is what was established. What's Technical Boy's him. name in this show? Technical, Technical Boy. Boy. I hate it. It's not a thing. We're just calling him. He's named his. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's Boy. let Stephen have his moment of saying, <laughs> "I hate this show." Has <laughs> no, he heard that? No, that name sucks. How is he a god? Because Who? the new gods would suck. Who worships? We him? suck. As a society. The other ones are Mr. World and Media. We don't... Yeah, sadly, we don't get to the second episode where Julian Anderson plays the new god of media, and she appears on, like, a TV display set as Lucille Ball and as Marilyn Monroe, and at some point she goes, you ever wanted to see Lucy's tits? That is a thing that happens in the second And episode. does she show her tits? No. Oh. no you do not get she's to supposed see, to be very seductive. You do not get Julian to see Anderson's Julian tits. Anderson as Lucy Ricardo shirtless flashing the i mean that yeah. seems like yeah. something that could happen on this show even though jillian anderson doesn't seem like somebody who'd show her tits on tv but sure some people do it not on tv but in real life weirdly enough i think is the thing with jillian anderson <laughs> queen <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember when she accidentally made a lot of people attracted to margaret thatcher <laughs> yeah and then he gets hung and then something yeah, they, happens uh, and all the he, the, sh- the faceless men go away, and then he's angry. End of episode. Shadow Moon. Yeah. Much more Shadow fun Moon. than I anticipated. And furthermore, this is what all prestige TV should have been like if they had been aiming to entertain. But I would not watch more of this show. I hate you sometimes, Matt. I love you. I love you, buddy. But you say these things, and I'm like, listen, I don't, you love don't even television, mean them because you don't want to watch more. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> now, the other point I want to make, and I started to say this and I got sidetracked. I hate this new bit of making every month a blank thing because my con- objection with this bit is that Travis gets to define every single month. Then. <laughs> you could continue. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to fuck this shit up because he is because I hate this bit so much. <laughs> I my next pick is very much in the chamber. <laughs> you for you that don't, reason. And, don't and you it's his like power. something that I you know I can't find another show off of. He's picking Borgian. He's doing a date show <laughs> that you don't know. I mean, I'm sure... I don't doubt your ability to completely stretch to find something that would fit this if given time. But... Anyways, I would watch more American Gods. I did. Yeah. It's, one of the, it's one of those times where I can go, and I did. Yeah, me too. I had a good time the whole first season. I was like, A-. minus. Maybe now I might be like, I don't know if everything really worked here. But it was, it was fun to watch. You had to... If you were if you were down with that whole vibe, yeah, um, I'd probably watch the Brian Fuller season okay. if like like my girlfriend wanted to watch it or something. Yeah, um, especially because because the other Jillian in your life is in the show. Right, so. Exactly, Stephen. What about you? Um. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be mad if somebody who I cared about wanted to watch more. I would just do it, and I would try to lean in. I really don't think I'll watch more, but like, if I watched it and somebody was like, please, can I watch another? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Was your life, um, was your life enriched by the, the amount you watched today? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Well, then there we go. That's all we can ask for. I know. That's always my goal anyway. And yeah. you know what? I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, can I just say, Danny fucking Trejo... Uh, Danny Trejo, guys. Danny Trejo is yeah is Senior Mundo. I was gonna so ask. So sick. 
Because <laughs> he plays a version of Mr. World. So he has Senior <laughs> Oh my god, uh, my brain cells are dying all over again just thinking about this episode. <laughs> did you know uh did you know that uh the producers when casting Mr. World they were like, We want a Crispin Glover type of character? And then oh, okay, Crispin Glover arrived at the breakfast meeting in a velvet suit and derby and greeted them with word for word what they used when Mr. <laughs> World arrives on the television program. <laughs> they were just were like, uh-huh, yeah, keep talking. Yeah, no, mm-hmm, yeah, here's the contract. Yeah, shout out Crispin Glover. Shout out Danny Trejo. We got, uh, I don't know, we got we got a lot of great folks in, in the finale here. There are, there are many yeah. many good guys. We on, got, on we got our man Pete, our, our Swedish king. Peter's, yeah, Peter Stormare doing his most doing his John Wick voice yeah. in it or whatever is just an exaggerated super accent. He's playing the Slavic god Chernobog. Is there uh, only two Wick guys? Yeah. It feels like there should be a lot of Wick guys. I think so. It feels like I there feel should like they be could more. have got they could have gotten Lance Reddick on this show if they asked. I feel like Absolutely. that would have been very doable. Absolutely. I I rest in peace. I love the man. He wasn't hard to get. Yeah. Like Yeah. No. no. He's up for whatever. I mean, and that's what I love about him, Andy, and McShane, too. The thing that makes John Wick so fucking sick is they get guys who you can get and then use them perfectly. Amazingly. Yeah, Red- uh, Reddick easily could have been Mr. Ibis. He could have had an interesting spin on Anansi. Like, it's so cool that people think there's not going to be a John Wick 5. <laughs> they're, oh, they, well, they're doing the Continental and they're doing Ballerina. Yeah. Tip to anyone in Chicago: Don't do the Continental. You don't. It, just go home. <laughs> you don't need to be out that uh, late. So the owl, much like the though, next film in the John much Wick like me pressing play on John Wick Chapter Four over the weekend, where I was like, "Who boy, a lot of lore that's not necessarily jiving with my brain here." That I'm like, "What happened in three? Doesn't uh, matter. It was cool." Starting the final episode of American Gods. The episode, of course, titled, uh, oh, this is the season one page. Hold on a sec. Tears of the Wrath-Bearing Tree. <laughs> that sounds um, about right. Yeah. Amazing play on that one. dumb guy thinking they're good, being a smart guy. Good Death Doom song title. Yeah. <laughs> I was 29 years old when this episode came out. As I'm someone who is 31 now, that doesn't seem possible. It doesn't <laughs> seem. No, but uh, yeah, so he, uh, um, uh, yeah, I pressed play on this one. and Odin just, got jacked up with a harpoon. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, a lot of shit happened. Oh, my God. Ian McShane's dead? And Emily Browning did it? Laura killed him? Laura? I was hoping this would be crazier. I was kind of thinking it was going to be a Once Upon a Time style finale or like a Charmed style finale. Yeah, you can't understand anything. But they they really, like, as Ian said before, like, you could tell that they did not know that the show was over. Because uh, they set a bunch of stuff up. They, there's a bunch of filler in the season finale that ended up being the series finale. For a show that was clearly on the edge the whole time that it was on, I can't believe they weren't like, maybe we should have like a, this could work as an ending thing. Like, nah. No, it doesn't at um, all. Yeah. But the the big part of this is the shadow has the, the Spider-Man 3 haircut yes. and it's not looking Looks good for our Absolutely man. Uh, shit, dude. Sorry. Less wet he's too. He, dry, he dried <laughs> off, and he looks like he's wearing a toupee. He looks hot yeah. as hell still. I don't know. What yeah, of course, about. but he looks he, he looks he, like Spider Man Three. He looks like he's in a Skechers ad, which is what he yeah. actually. That's well, something that he actually does. Isn't hey, it Skechers? Hey, 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 hey. Reebok. Reebok. The man has to sell fucking respect. Sorry. Okay. He's not. 
He's not Joe Montana. No. <laughs> it's not Ringo Starr. It's not the yes. <laughs> It's not that Ringo Starr. Oh, that was the saddest dad. shit in the world. <laughs> that I think for like I think like once a year I would go out at like at uh, at bars and then have enough where I'm like I'm gonna text Matt the Ringo Starr <laughs> sketches ad with no other words, <laughs> just like a two a.m. text for me that's just Ringo Starr playing drums wearing Skechers that's just like. Yeah. Oh, I once said, don't talk to me if you're wearing Skechers to a friend of the podcast who was wearing <laughs> Skechers. Damn. I won't, I won't back down on that stance. Yeah. But yes, no, Ricky Whittle was a uh, Reebok model. Also, yeah. he was on the soap opera Hollyoaks. His character was named Calvin Valentine. Perfect name yeah. for this guy. If they had said the name Calvin <laughs> Valentine, this would be the mental image I'd had, and then he'd walk through, <laughs> and I'd be like, you fucking nailed it, you guys. His arms are the size of tree trunks. He's, yeah. I he's can't really, get over his shape. He's really hot. Uh, he does kind of lose a battle to a tree in both episodes, in a way. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, don't let this man near a tree. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. His greatest weakness. <laughs> whatever you do, don't. There is also a character named Mr. Wood who is like an animated tree or whatever that yeah. is like the heavy that they call in sometimes. Hmm. Um, but he's not here. Uh, also. Yeah. Uh, Odin got fucking his share wrecked by Harpoon and he got, they've all got to meet he in got Kansas. Shit by, okay, hold on. Time out. Time out. I want to be really clear. That's a spear. That is no, Odin's. Took him out like a dang whale. <laughs> I can get his ass. Okay, uh, no, that is that is Odin's spear. That is um, Stephen. How's your Norse? Spear? No, that's a video game. Odin's spear. Yeah, Odin's that's, spear. That's why I said it. Is uh, that's that's um, that's a really weird video game that John Darnielle from the Mountain Goats references sometimes on stage to because he wrote a song where there's a the chorus is a line from that game. That would make absolute sense to me now why you were able to reference Odin's sphere and my jaw was like in the process of <laughs> falling to the floor when I was like, how is Matt the one that's just like, yeah, those are those like Atlas fucking vanilla where we make really hot looking characters side scrolling games. Uh, but no, uh, Odin's spear is um, Gungnir, Gungnir, the rocking. It's a, it's a, a Famous mm. classical weapon. Oh my god! That is sure. uh, yeah. often used in things like, um, you know, opera. You know, the uh, the the um, the rings of Nibelung uh, uses it, and also, of course, uh, Final Fantasy, which is why I know its name. Naturally, of course, yeah. Yeah. So you got killed by the spear of Longinus, and, and now that man uh, has the spear of Longinus <laughs> and has assassinated <laughs> the god, the Sky Father, man can ascend to become the fourteenth angel or whatever. But first, they got to go to Kansas. To have like a, a meeting, piece, a meeting between the old and new gods at the continental uh, in the exact center, uh, and you can't smoke in there unless you are fucking the uh, woman, the clerk, apparently, or Perhaps. manager or whatever, which Chernobog does because who can resist Stormare doing doing what he does best? <laughs> yeah, I, doing the thing. I definitely know some people who would just be like, yeah, no, I, I. I wouldn't judge a single person I know if they're like, I fucked Peter Stormare. I'd be like, oh my God, what was that like? Like, cool. Yeah. Also, I got completely sidetracked on this. I just want to paraphrase uh, the horny descriptions from a friend of mine that I've really come to really enjoy. Uh, Ricky Whittle, pick me up. Just pick me up and carry me around <laughs> in your big, strong arm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it sounds nice. That is the type of guy that he is. Um, also, this the, the, uh, the first episode that we covered 
uh, had uh, a viewership of uh, uh, 0.975, and that's in millions. So 900,000 people. 975,000 people, just shy of a million. This last episode, 182,000 people. That seems low. <laughs> 182,000. That seems low to me. It's uh, like, damn it, I can't believe it got canceled. It's pretty <laughs> low, even for stars. Do you think they like saw That's, those numbers like live when the show like came out and they were like, "Fuck, we should have closed that shit it's out." It's like three. I mean, as far as stars things, it's still like three times more people than watched the finale of Party Down live. Um, that wasn't when that came out. That wasn't the lowest episode of the season. One hundred and ten was the lowest. Ugh. That's pretty uh, damn low. We are, we are talking. One hundred and ten is like the number of people who see Taylor Swift at Ohio Stadium. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I was about to compare it to Taylor Swift shows. Yeah, like that's the number we're talking about. More people saw Taylor Swift in East Rutherford, New Jersey than watched an episode of this television program Jesus that is brought was broadcast to anyone who had the subscription service. How is television structured real? This Something I've been wanting to do is compare stuff like this to the Just Plain Flops shows that we watched in terms of viewership oh. cop rock annihilated this in viewership <laughs> wasn't cop rock like seven mil 11 mil Absolutely. Or something like that seven yeah. mil no like the, the number is uh, between dude cop like, as i said in the cop rock episode that would be an institution if it aired today and got those kind of numbers mulaney widely considered a disaster on on uh, on fox yeah. Had a million people is the lowest. The base, the <laughs> highest that American Gods ever achieved is below the failed sitcom mid season after it's been canceled floor of the television program about John Mulaney. <laughs> and cost way more money. Way more money. So much more money because that was a single set. You know what Mulaney didn't have CGI. There was no CGI budget. We, we made a we made like a a reasonable addition to people who've ever seen this finale. Like four <laughs> yeah, yeah. people. Like if it was on a graph, you would see that bump. <laughs> yeah. If it was, if it had a big enough <laughs> y-axis for it, yeah. Statistically speaking, four people have never watched this episode on the same day since, since this episode aired. Yes, yeah, since the date aired, like <laughs> the most view, the most eyes on this program <laughs> since then. They're a hotel in Kansas. They've got to go over the funerary rites of Odin and broker peace for a second to deal with that. And it involves the son of Odin must bound himself to Yggdrasil for nine days. Well, that's that has less to do with. The reclaiming Odin's body and more him like trying to honor the old man and yeah take his place. I like, think as is Norse tradition or whatever. I you already know this. You all know me pretty well. I fucking love it when someone starts invoking rules and store and lore of deep magic like that. Where like they don't have to be like we explain it, but they're just like well. Per ancient tradition, and you're just like, yeah, no, I'm bought in immediately in this table where you're negotiating like that. Love that. What do I know about ancient tradition? Only what they tell me. Love mm -hmm. it when it's being coming coming from the deeply nervy, un, 
unsettling energy of Crispin Glover, who is like, in this show, is basically playing like Roman Roy if I exposed him to a moonstone or something like that. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's really, he's really, I, I admire his ability to be the best version of that. Like, there's nobody who does that better than Crispin Glover, uh, and and uh, I like watching it. Even though I hate, even though it's like, like again, when enough of my brain cells die, I'm like, this is this is fun. This guy, we like to watch him. It's just kind of move in a way that people don't actually move and talk in a way that doesn't make sense, but he's still making sentences. It's so cool that his filmography is so absolutely bizarre for what a freak actor he actually is. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, Crispin Glover. Yeah, that guy's in, you know, Back to the Future and Charlie's Angels and Alice in Wonderland, right? And it's like, well, actually, his real passion is independent avant-garde cinema that only screens in New York City. And if you ever meet Crispin Glover and say you've seen one of his movies, he will interrogate you on the spot asking what screening it is. And if he <laughs> learns that you saw it illegally or something like that, he'll threaten to kick you in the face like he tried to do David Letterman. <laughs> he was in so, Hot Tub Time Machine. And he played Grendel. Wait. <laughs> yeah, in in uh, in the CGI Beowulf. Yes, in the, in yeah. the, oh, I, um, I thought you were saying in Hot Tub Time Machine. I was like, did they go? No, back that would to, be amazing. To medieval Denmark. I don't did remember. You know, the, did you know that they called it Hot Tub Time Machine? It would be yeah, machine. I mean, Matt already said Hot Tub Time Machine. I know that's why um, I had to complete it. Uh, it's actually he, Hot Tub he, Time Machine. Yeah, a machine that makes hot tub time. Um, <laughs> he's the guy in. That uh, that real early. I'm, t- I'm tired of my own joke. Um, he was. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the, the weariness on that was so just like what you did. What you said in that moment was like what Bob Seger wrote about with "Turn the Page." <laughs> like you're just like, damn, am I tired of this? <laughs> anyway, like Stephen. It's a fucking Bart Simpson meme. Yeah, line. exactly. It's <laughs> uh, like I won't play creep. I'm not playing creep anymore. But yeah, so he plays he plays one of the forms of Mr. World. And uh he they are they are brokering. It is revealed that he has used Laura to assassinate Odin so that Odin can be reborn by sa- shadow sacrifice and come back even more powerful. A real great teaser for season four. Um and uh So excited. Do you think if we Oh you know what? Dude, yeah, Chris Glover going deep on like lore that we're not gonna get to see was like it, like the hubris, man. I I can't imagine. I read they're I read like that they're hoping to get a TV movie this. out of this. They're hoping to get a. I read they're hoping to get a movie to wrap this one they're up. Still hoping. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, it was like on TV tropes. Could have been. I guess they did they go two years on. between seasons, right? So yeah, exactly. We're actually only at the two year mark now. Dead Deadwood got there, one eventually, but way more people watched that, and it won Emmys and stuff. There were there. It wasn't as bonkers as Once Upon a Time, but there was a lot of dialogue in this episode that just made me go, huh? Which is kind of what you hope for. There's a lot of Chernobyl being like, now you have to smash her head in with a mallet. (laughs) You know. I'm talking more about, well... I mean, the dude who was the, like, Basil Exposition guy was definitely, like, doing a lot of heavy lifting for the the unseasoned viewer. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a decent chunk of that. I was just gonna say Travis took my my quote, so I I, <laughs> I have to 
I'm not going to quote a bunch of the things that I'm talking about because I have to use one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't find any tweets of anyone requesting an American God season four that have been tweeted <laughs> within the last year. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a tweet from someone on January 6, 2021, saying American God season four now streaming on Amazon Prime. And then it's just <laughs> the fucking QAnon yeah. uh, shaman. <laughs> I multiple mean, people I referred to the QAnon shaman, sure. shaman and, and like standing there. There are multiple tweets of him that are captioned "American God Season 4. Season three hadn't huh. even come out yet at that point. Season three of American <laughs> Gods, a program that we watched, <laughs> had yet to come out when the when oh my they were god, looking wow, Mike when they stormed the White House. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! Was like, oh lord, <laughs> that really puts it in perspective. I cannot believe that. I didn't know the third season happened, and it happened, like, just, God, wow. When you were watching that, the finale aired was March 21st, 2021. That's crazy. Three days later, I get my first dose of the vaccine. Thank you, American Gods. And, like, a month later, yeah. Yeah, like, that's where this show is All that shit. Crazy. Or I, I don't know actually. Wait, Maybe. yeah, wait, hold on. When is this? There's produced? so much in post on this, so who knows? Yeah, like this feels like it was shot before. Uh because yeah, if this show was just like, oh yeah, no, COVID. Oh my god. Filming wrapped. March sixth, twenty twenty. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ian's birthday. They we, we 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 they said happy birthday. They heard they heard that we were doing. They're like it's Ian's birthday. Happy birthday! And then a week later, they were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we got that under the wire." Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they there was someone who was sitting editing this, and they got the news that Tom Hanks had COVID. And um, they were like, "We're definitely getting canceled. Probably oh, we're domed. <laughs> we're not. They're not bringing us back for another season." Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, what what occurs? Bill Quist shows up here, and I'm still unclear what she was supposed to be doing. Well, we she's thrown with we the new guy. We didn't talk gods. about that scene uh, nearly as much as that scene had power over, like what, like, huh? The first know? in the first episode. Yeah, the... we didn't talk about it that much. Do you want to talk about it some more? What do you think it's like in there? Well, Travis has pointed out, and I've Again, forgotten this. There is <laughs> there is a blissful pocket dimension. Yeah. They get okay. like to feel all how their long, desires. How long do you think you get to stay? I'm going to say something uncouth. What I think it's like in there, I think it's, I think it's like the best pussy you've ever been inside forever. Hey, forever. I mean, forever. I've never been, you know, shoulder deep in, okay. in one. Let you me, know, it's a whole. Okay. Wow, skill issue. Let me, <laughs> let me, uh, let me follow. Let me follow up that question with a new question. Would you? <laughs> no, I have too many human attachments. But you would probably forget them in the pussy pocket. I know, but like I, but like being the offer, like that, no, like I guess, like because would you implies that I would know what would happen in there, and I, I think I'm too right. bound to this realm. But this is like, I mean, but if, but this is like, what an alternative to suicide, though. Like, come right? On. But if I'm I not, was terminally I'm not ill. Suicidal. If I no, was I'm terminally not, ill, not. I'd be like, put me in <laughs> the pussy it. pocket. Are you good? Do we have to? Are, I, do we need to pause the recording? Is this is this like the autism moment where it's like I can't believe this is happening on the podcast? No, I'm just saying, like, if you had to go, if you had to, yeah, sure. If I had to go, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, of course. But also, yeah, I, I don't know. There's still certain, you know, like, yeah, like I, I still have earthly attachments. I, I, I don't know if I'd want to be in the, um, the pussy dimension, with those. 
even if I forgot mm. them. Pure what ecstasy. If fr- what if your friends were there too? <laughs> would would that would that sway you? That'd be a little weird. Me and all my friends <laughs> nude, nude in the pussy dimension forever. <laughs> hey, what's up? Like all my friends, <laughs> all of them. You, you met the Queen yeah. of Sheba on that one app where she's the only person. Oh, hell too? Yeah, man. Wow. Did you bring your switch with you? As I'm just <laughs> floating in that void. Dude, I brought Mario Kart. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's what I think it's like inside that. Okay. Yeah, there's that's ecstasy that. coming from Joel Murray. That was that was enough. That was He's enough into it, yeah. Questions. He was into it the whole time. Sometimes you just gotta worship that, you know? Anyway, I don't know wait, what she's no, doing no, in no, no, hold on, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got another idea. But imagine though what happens if you're eating her ass and then you get sucked in. <laughs> no. <laughs> the rim job dimension. Well, <laughs> okay, well, first of all, you could just be having anal sex because he got sucked in via his you, Yeah, I know, but it was funnier to say it like that. <laughs> He's going head first. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it, yeah, I feel like getting sucked in head first is probably a little bit cleaner. Because of just the, you know, how did it get around her, his feet? Do you know? Anyway, like how to get around it? How to get around his feet? It's like a, it's like a breach baby, you know. <laughs> like if you want to go, why did you, you say that? Go in either way. Feet. The way you said it made me think of Cage going, "How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> how to get around his feet? How to get around his feet? You know, like when when the baby's facing the wrong way, they try to flip him." <laughs> That's so what they do. Needs, so yeah, someone needs to come and flip you as you're flip. getting absorbed. I mean, the main thing is she, she keeps getting larger and larger face. also. But so I guess, she, I guess he space. couldn't have been talking. That's fair. That is the She did get very large. It's Physical. definitely the thing they put in the first episode where they're like, that's going to get people talking. Yeah, That, I, that is what and that <laughs> scene felt like. Especially and, because and it was because apropos of nothing. Like, I it mean, had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. I obviously, uh, it introduced a character, but, like... Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it had nothing... I mean, it's it's disconnected from there, but it sets up a character. Sure. It does a better job it, than the book, because she... But that scene happens, but she is way less of a character. Because her second appearance, she gets murdered. Because she's finished off by one of the <laughs> new Damn, so I managed to finish her off. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's killed by, like... Hard to do. Technology the, boy. Well, in this one, she is aligned with them techno- all. Technology boy. And that's designed, how she has an app, possibly. T- designed the yeah. only vibrator that could bring her to orgasm, and <laughs> she immediately died. No, but actually, Stephen, in the canon of the show, he designed the app she uses to meet people. Oh. Well, yeah. what about... She never experienced clitoral stimulation because she's from the dang, like, biblical era. They didn't know what they were doing then, so she thought they I should have to swallow people whole. I to don't think Is she a new god? No, but she aligns with them because um, there are ma- various old gods that are aligned with the new gods. The show tackles there, that. There are plenty of things that vibrate in the natural world. Travis, um, uh, babbling brook. Hold uh, on. Wait, hold on. Steven, Steven. Sorry. Out here fucking a stream. <laughs> sorry, sorry. People sorry. fucked streams. People you cannot tell me that for, they didn't people fuck streams. People have been fucking streams. People have been fucking streams. You cannot tell me that that didn't exists. happen. Yeah. Now, I want to say this part, though. <laughs> Sheba looking down at Joel Murray. They sync up your breathing. <laughs> again, better if it's Brian Doyle Murray. Well, I can't figure that try. part. Hey. Hey. Hey, idiot. Worship me. Now, try to sync up our breathing. <laughs> try to sync up our breathing. It's, uh, uh, 
That's the joke we refuse to let die from this podcast. I don't want that joke to ever die. Travis, go fuck a stream. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, go fuck a stream over here. <laughs> technical, uh, bo- yeah, technical boy, Mr. World or Nods. Technical boy is looking for something called Artifact One. It turns we did talk about it. It turns out to be the flint rock that was first used to make fire, and he learns that he is actually like the oldest god out there. Yeah, or one but of them. He's being manipulated so he can never remember who he is. He would be the yeah. most powerful. The idea of like that all is very cool to me, as I already was shouting yeah. about. I don't know. It's something I had not encountered. I've always thought um, the myth of Prometheus is really cool and a deeply human story about a figure whose grand sin is bringing innovation and technology to man. Like I think yeah. there's a, a grand tragedy that can be told on that. Like you know, there's lots of there's lots of things that engage with that. I just would like to see a bit more in sort of different context since like especially like the the myth of orpheus and eurydice is you know been having a moment for like 50 years now of being Mm -hmm. like a thing that gets used as a lot of a touchstone it it would be cool if there was kind of an abstract kind of meditation on the corrupting influence of technology uh and innovation like like maybe maybe you could in in a similar way that there was a prologue to this one if you had like a prologue where there were some like if they were like some kind of pre like apes or something, and then some <laughs> one of them picked up a, a stick and hit hit another one with it, and it was kind of sort of just a metaphor for put some classical you know, music going. over that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would yeah, be yeah, oh yeah. classical because that's, that's another great. innovation. Oh fuck, dude. And you know what? Since it's technology, boy, like you, what happens then is like. They're like, while they're using their like improvised weapons that they've created now, and then like, you know, one of them gets like knocked in the air like that arm did in the first episode. Remember? Mm. And while mm. it's flying through the air, then like you like you do like a crazy match cut where instead of it being like, you know, the the fucking stick or mi- or like bone or whatever they're using, it's flying through the air and then suddenly it's like, I don't know, like a plane or maybe even like a spaceship. Yeah. We should write a screenplay. I hate that we have to do more of the episode because that's just funny. All of that's funny to me and should be how the episode just like we already did, also like it can't just cut off there. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> we can't. Uh, what else goes on? I mean, they go to we, we, they we, run we into the they a- find the Norns. Well, uh, first you have the moment where it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like Shadow. You have to kill your wife or your ex-wife because you know it's the part where he, he has the most dull revelation when <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this fucking waif bitch killed uh, killed Odin. And then he's like, what, Laura? Immediately. He's like, you know her? He's like, yeah, that's my ex-wife. Which, like, amazing. Yeah. Amazingly stupid. Do they do a thing in this show where they're like, well, technically, she stopped being your wife when she died, so when she was resurrected, she wasn't your wife anymore. I would, I would, I would absolutely <laughs> get that to I'm, I'm, I'm not a marriage law expert, but I don't know if it works that way. I don't think it works that way. I guess there's not really precedent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I was about to say, I was like, Boy, I would love to see that argue. Well, I mean, what what definitely has happened is someone gets pronounced dead and then, like, you know, whatever, brought back to life or something via defibrillator or something. And you'd be like, it was till death to us part. Still your that's not what I, wife. That's not what I thought you were going for. I thought you were talking about, like, a castaway situation where they're legally dead, like proclaimed I'm sure, as dead. I'm sure that's happened, too. Yeah. And then they come back, and then it's like, fuck, I got a new life. Yeah, actually, if you die, the marriage does end because of the fact that I can definitely think of times where something like this has happened. And it's like, oh, God. Mm, yeah. yeah. If you're like, oh, my wife's deceased. Like, because that, like, yeah, get, like a prisoner of war again. situation has happened with this sort of stuff, too, where someone's like, oh, yeah, we're like, 
reported dead. They move on, okay. and then it's like, oh, man. You know, okay, fine. That works. We've done it. We've solved it. We're brain We geniuses. asked a question, and then we answered our own question. Look at us. But, yeah, so uh, uh, Laura, so then, like, it's uh, uh, Mr. World sells out Laura immediately as the, as the person who killed Odin. And she's like, why would he do this? He's setting everyone up. And Shadow, who's a big dummy who wants to become a powerful figure, is like, no. And they're like, okay, the way you seek vengeance is you have to like Odin manipulative? That's crazy. Who is the guy who... No. Odin, my father, which I always knew, uh, in the time between all of this also... Your daddy uh, and... Yes. um, uh, Shadow has uh, attempted to escape from this life, and the third season picks up actually in the book stuff where he has moved to a small town in like Wisconsin or something like that that is like an idyllic small town where he's like trying to restart and get away from all of this except it turns out that the town has a small germanic like kobold figure that uh takes sacrifices uh, every like a year. lizard uh kobolds are not like that uh, except outside of D&D and things like that I believe they're just mm-hmm. kind of like a sort of like goblin-y thing okay but um they became lizards because Dungeons and Dragons. But he, um, yeah, it's like a town that's weirdly prosperous despite everything. And the reason it's prosperous is because every year the town makes a secret sacrifice to this guy. Um, or like something like that where it's like there's a car that they'll put on the ice in the lake or the pond or something like that. Like a junker. And they take bets on what will be the day it falls through the ice. And it turns out every year that this guy's putting a kid in the trunk. And so this kid then falls into there. And so they like... They, at the end of that part of the book, they like. Sure. I think it's actually the end of the book itself. They like he's returned to that and realized what's going on, and that the guy's a serial killer. And they like dredge up the trucks or the cars, and they find tons and tons of bodies. And it was all kids that were like reported as like, oh, once a year, it's like, oh, that's the kid who decided like to run away and move to a big city, and no one's heard about. And they all just kind of accept as a part of life. So they were doing that to start up the season, and then Shadow now is like, no, I'm back in on the god life. Anyways, my father was Odin, and I want to be a god. And the only way to do that is, much like Odin, I'm going to hang from the world tree for nine days to learn the 18 runes or whatever. I've done this. It's It was cool. So they go to the Norns. Yeah. And then, Always cool characters. Uh, then they they set Shadow up in Yggdrasil, gets bound he by gets the tree, fucking... starts having all these visions. He's the buffalo again that's supposed to be like representative of like... America. Land worshipped by indigenous people, America, and like perhaps even the oldest, like older than many of the old gods that we know. He sees visions of like slaves in cotton fields. Yeah, that was that that was a part of this. It is uh yeah. it is good I, I wanna note it um uh in the book, Shadow is also uh much like uh in the show and um Ricky Whittle himself is uh uh biracial uh, yeah. uh you know, white father, um you know, um, African American mother in both the book and the show. Uh, in reality, Ricky Whittle's uh, half father, yeah, is is uh, Jamaican, and his mother is English. I think was what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so is I, I do remember there being like some fucking like idiots who were doing some bad face sort of thing. It's like, no, this is what the character is supposed to look like. Yeah, <laughs> like they kind of nailed it. Yeah. Uh, well, he's Niggersoul. Uh, eventually, the he has to give in Niggersoul. The trees like stab him through the chest and stuff, and then he winds up a vision of him on a plane again. And we get a callback to the pilot. Yeah. Been a minute we get since a we get a bingo board thing, even though this wasn't supposed to be a finale. Which is, yeah. uh, Odin says, Wednesday says the exact same thing about cashews. 
uh, native to Brazil, but they grow like a motherfucker in Florida or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it crushes that and, line. Yeah. Basically, we get to learn that uh, Odin is like, well, see ya. This is a sacrifice to oh. me. Yeah. Thanks. He's like, oh, I've been conning you since the start. Yeah. And, and we forgot like, to mention before that Mr. World had been like, also like, I'm not who you think I am kind of thing, implying that he was, uh, as as we learned in the book, is Loki. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that, they never got to answer that, but I assume it would ultimately play out, at least in some similar style. It looks cool. I'm going to say it. I like the yeah. vibe. It, they yeah. kind of put like a bisexual lighting filter on everything. Yeah, I was like, I could have stuck with this show, maybe. Like, I'm sure it was fine, but I'd lost yeah, interest I mean, by the time season a, two rolled around, and I definitely would have been done by this. If you had four people to watch it with, it probably would have been fun the whole time. Maybe it would have. Maybe it would have been saved. Maybe it would have had good enough ratings if that, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Seeing what like I think it was uh, when I was doing some research on I think it was Vox or Bird or something like that and had an article that was like. The third season isn't a return to form, but it is a return to quality. <laughs> like they like yeah. are like we're going back to the source material. We're on a third showrunner. We're just going to keep shifting it all up, but like that. But yeah, um, too little, too was, late when it comes to American Glods. Yeah. So what happens is American Glods, American Glods, and Shadow has the sacrifice, and then Odin's body, which is there at the base of the tree, the wind picks up and it disappears right as. Um, who is it who says the thing about like probably Mr. Ibis. Um, Ibis? Yeah, I was gonna say who is it? But yeah, it's, yeah, it's Ibis. Says something like, "Is this the death of the old gods?" And then like a storm cloud appears, and the sheet disappears, and Odin's body is underneath it, and he goes, "Or oh, the start of something worse," which is an amazing last line for a television show. <laughs> it fucking rules that that is the last line that we get. To it's be continued. That. Yeah, cool show. Original, unique vibe. Sad it didn't really work out. It wasn't always perfectly well executed for what I was trying to do. But I'm glad that they tried to make this and that it got a few seasons and it wasn't just like an immediate flop. Yeah, going uh, weirdly echoing maths, this is what television should be like. It, this is definitely the type of thing that more things should be. Yeah, there's, there, there is some things should be like this. Yeah, there, there is merit in Not the Not prestige TV, though. <laughs> People, it's cool that people got the chance to make this. Uh, I really love when someone gets to make just the weirdest fucking shit. And this isn't even necessarily that weird, but I like it when somebody goes for it. And the first season is Brian Fuller going for it, which is a thing that should be allowed to happen in perpetuity, in my opinion. And it won't, but I wish it was. Sorry, Bri Bri. So, that was American Gods. And, um,. That was the whole discussion you about know, American gods, folks. I was... <laughs> a lot happened, and what's fun with this show is it's one of those times where we get to talk about a show that uh, just ended and uh, very much was setting up for other things. Yeah. Speaking of setting up for other things, Steven, it's your pick next week. So what do you got for us? Well, the problem is I had a pick. So I shouldn't have suggested this because I had a pick, and then I was like, will I lean in? Or Because if I don't lean in, if I don't pick a god show... Then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, you killed the bit. You killed the bit." I won't be like that. I won't do that at all. Oh, I promise you. Even yeah, no. I don't, I I don't really care about this bit. Ever. I think this is the worst bit we've ever done. And the fact that's that it continued for a second month is <laughs> that seems like big. Seems like a big, that's a big sentence, Travis. 
Well, it's one that just like keeps continuing. It's the, like if like yeah, maybe we've done a t- maybe we've done a worse bit for ten minutes somewhere on. I episode, was fine but. with it the first time. Matt doing it again <laughs> when I was not on the podcast and learning that it was happening again was the part where I was like. Okay, well, and he can keep doing it. It's fine. He is allowed to do this. This is how the show is structured. Ma- Matt this is not that different from the way that I normally find my show to pick, yeah, which no, is I'm just click through it. Wikipedia pages until I find something that I had that fun seems with the weird. choice. You do not need to continue. You could pick a show that's called American whatever. You could pick the Americans again for all I care. I don't <laughs> yeah, know when's the first time we we're going to be watching a show for the second time? <laughs> I don't know what happens if we do that. <laughs> but I mean, Stephen will be the one to do that. Just like out of like which of the which of us is the most likely to forget that we watched a show. It's, it's me going, Stephen, can you pick a uh, show? And in, and in the panic is like, uh, the Americans. <laughs> no, I. It's yeah, a funny bit though. Uh, no, you're right. I I might do that at some point. And and will we watch it again? What's what's the what's the ruling on that? I don't know. We'd figure that out. Yeah. Are you picking the Americans? What you are you would doing? say, Stephen? Please pick another show. <laughs> would probably be what happened. We'd all make fun of you that you did that, yeah. and then you would pick a different show. Probably. No, there'd be an argument. Depends and on the I would show. Say we're good with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I totally watch the second, or we do, or we do what we talk about in the Simple Life episode, just we'd watch the second and penalty. No, no, no. no. I think it's funnier to do the Americans too. It's nothing's <laughs> different. We just watch them again. Anyways, Stephen, what is the choice next week? Um. Okay. Do you want to watch a dumb show or a smart show? Every show we watch is dumb in its own way. Yeah, there's never been a smart show on TV. I'm curious <laughs> what you mean by that, but there's literally it's television. It's the dumbest thing you could possibly consume. I want to watch a smart show. Okay. He's going to pick. Fuck, he's picking. He's picking smart guy. Really? The Disney or Channel original or whatever. Basically like a show I don't think I'll like that I think is an interesting concept and a show that I know that I like um, already. Are the are the two categories? Well, I, we voted for smart show. I think. Yeah, okay, the smart show is the original. This is a smart show. It's this is original. my definition. It's the originals. Of smart show. <laughs> the the original. The <laughs> <laughs> it would have been amazing if that is what you had said after all the build up. <laughs> smart show, and also the won't have it if I pick the show again. <laughs> Fuck that was ah. <laughs> Uh, picking a, a smart show is a, is a show that educates you um, about uh, history, which is why I picked Deadliest Warrior. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Happy birthday, Travis. <laughs> Happy birthday, Travis. No, we are going to watch the original run uh, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. All right. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. fun. Not, not a smart show. Where are my Salem heads at? Um, who here... Wants to talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I think we all know a little bit. I, I think, yeah, I feel like we all know the same amount about how much the of it did Sabrina you watch. Teenage I've Witch. seen probably every episode of that show and the new one. <laughs> okay, I know less than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a child. I would occasionally be like, "Oh, Sabrina's on," and I would watch an episode. Do you remember the name of the lead actress, Travis? Melissa Joan Hart. Okay, so we're, we all we're knew that. Equal. Yeah. Okay. Um, Travis, you want to do it? I'll put thirty seconds on the clock. Sure. All right. Travis, tell me everything you know about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, starting now. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is a late 90s sitcom about a teenage witch named Sabrina who lives with her two aunts and a talking cat named Salem. And, I mean, that's really, that, that, that's pretty much the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> she's, you know, they all know magic. 
but she's also a teenager, so she's got to deal with you know teenager problems. And they, I think they don't want other people to know that they know magic. I think a big part of it is that they're like, we can't just be doing witchcraft out of the open. And that's time. I'm impressed. I really thought for a moment there you were going to quit with 10 seconds left. Really thought you were just <laughs> going to be like, the show. There that's we the go. Show. The new one uses a, a term that I really liked. Uh, like they kept, they keep using the phrase dark baptism, which is a fucking like sick ass doom metal <laughs> record in the making. Dark baptism. Have you been watching it? I watched it a while, like a couple of years ago. Chilling Adventures. Like when it was on okay. or when it came out on on the internet it was fine i'm excited to return yeah i'm excited to i'm excited for this though i am aware that this is dangerously close to the riverdale mendoza line sort of thing like that <laughs> like it's gonna be hard to not talk about archie comics oh. in this yeah. one <laughs> yeah i mean sabrina the teenage witch is canon in the riverdale universe that's correct wait but we're not talking about oh sorry no she's sabrina, in the rivervale so universe doesn't matter <laughs> but Rivervale is canonical in the Riverdale universe. That's true. Steven, can you bring us home? Bill Quiz. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs>